All right, everybody gather around. Gamers, podcasters, friends, laboratory glassware. Yeah, hey, that was me. I've got a spooky story to start this spooky podcast for you guys. Now, let me tell you, it's a tale, and I hate to say it, it's not a happy tale. It's a harrowing tale of mismanagement, and when video games go bad, and what happens when you make an asymmetrical horror game that doesn't have generators? Oh, this is not based on reality. Come on. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing you gotta think about. It's not real, so you don't gotta be scared. Oh. My story is this, starts uh, in New December Blumhouse 2000. Picture? <laughs> My story starts in 2018, but it's important for me to state to all you listeners out there that the story is much longer than that. There was a Kickstarter involved, and you know, I don't want to get into that. But those aren't real. A video game, a video game called Last Year on Discord, and most of us conjoled into playing it by our friends. You know, often twisting our twisting our arms to get us to play it. Finally played it. Um, it was released on the Discord games service. That's no longer a thing. Um, it's one of the only games I know that was exclusively released on Discord with a tie-in release for Steam for three months. It's an asymmetrical horror game. One person played as a creep monster thing, and the other person, the other people played as students in a high school trying to solve objectives and get out. And I think we all thought it was pretty alright, right? I mean, it had problems. But, like, we enjoyed I it. very much enjoyed that game. It was alright, I thought. I uh, definitely, the people who appreciated it more were... Me, Danny, and Kurt. We were very okay, sure. excited for this game. I just want to so, reiterate, because it kind of got muddled a little bit in the flow of the sentence. We were talking about the video game last year. Last year. Yes. This is the video game last year. Okay, so and that game came out two years ago, not last year. Um, <laughs> so after release, you know, there was a lot of community-related kerfuffle that I saw some witness to on the Reddit, the Discord, and all that. Um, apparently, the developers are kind of being jerks online. I think they got better about that. Um, you know, some little little bit of troubling signs. The Steam release of March comes and goes with no word from them. And at this point, I kind of lose the thread. But the game gets updated uh, here and there throughout the year, culminating into a December 2019 release of um, last year after dark on Steam. Now, last year after dark is an updated version of the game, um, and it is, I think, at this point, the same version as the Discord version. Now, but here's an important note here: there's no crossplay between the two. <laughs> Why? This is a PC game, right? It's There's hard, no cross-play John. Between the two Why platforms on, on PC. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard. So at this point... Stuff like that exists, like, what, through, like, Steam and Game Pass sometimes? I mean... Right? I'm just saying, at this point, already a niche player base is split into two right. communities on the same platform, which is not a good... If thing. I you don't have remember a... correctly, you were able to, if you had it on Discord, they gave you uh, the Steam copy for free. Okay, well that, I, I guess that's good. But that doesn't know. count for this newer Because I do... Right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get yeah. to that. I'll get to that. But, uh, like... Because I have it, apparently, on Steam, and I've played for three minutes, and I know I did not buy this again. Now, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the game was released, it was called Last Year After Dark. 
Uh, I thought it was uh last year the nightmare. Oh, that's no, what no, I think. That was, that was uh, that's the new I, thing. When are you? Sh I thought all right because I know I'm positive. So I'm, after I'm dark positive. is. Well, hang on. Uh, let, let me let me let me get to that. Well, I think we're gonna confuse people if we bring in the other thing right now. But the game is called After Dark when it's released on Steam, as well, far as I'm aware. We and we yeah. can try to correct that. So we well. I mean, according to Wikipedia, that was the case. That so. Yes, when it came to Steam, it came with a big update. Uh, with uh, if you look on the Steam page, there's like a giant spider. They added a uh, they added that as like a new killer, and that was like, yeah, here's your Steam release. All right, so that happens in December of last year. Uh huh. And uh, the game is twenty dollars at that point, but apparently it was free for you if you already had the Discord version. But there's no crossplay between the two. Um, so fast forward another 10 months now, this week, the de developers have decided to re release the original unmodified Discord day one version of the game. This was all the version that we played for like a week or two on release. It was called Last Year, The Nightmare. Uh, and at some point, I can't say it was like just then, but Last Year After Dark is renamed to Last Year. And so this is now Last Year, The Nightmare. It's the original version of the game, and it's $30. So it's uh, $10 more expensive than the updated version of the game. And there's no discount or cross-play offered between uh, the two versions, of course. Pardon Not my reasonable. French, but that's, uh, that's pretty nutty. If you read, uh, there, there's a Discord post from them going around about two months ago. That's kind of sad to read, but the gist of the story is that they, you know, were creating small updates here and there, but they didn't really have any money, and they were just kind of hoping for a deal to come through, and that they had an eight-figure deal that was probably going to go through until COVID hit. And, you know, that's their word. You know, I can't imagine, why would you support a game that's already been out for two years? Uh, you know, I'm saying if you were to accept a deal, like, in March, like, before COVID hit. I don't know why they you would give eight figures to support a game that's already been out for two years, but that's what they said was going to happen. And then COVID hit, and the deal fell through. And uh, then they promise a special Halloween surprise two months from now. The Halloween surprise, of course, is the original, unupdated, shitty version of the game. In other words, at a higher Yikes. price point with, with no special discount offered to you if you already own the game. And I've been supporting it for years. Um, other than, of course, the launch discount of like 20%. So you can get the game for $24 right now. <laughs> so did they just ruin that game with updates? Is that why they released the uh, original version? Seemingly. I don't know if that's what that means. I mean, that could be the case. That could be part of it. I think it's more about them just being so desperate that, like, in their post w w accompanying this, they've mentioned that they're releasing this in hopes of getting attention from a publisher to continue development. Hmm. There's nobody working on the game right now. Like, somebody even pointed out that... uh. I this I think this uh, Discord post I linked wasn't even posted by somebody who worked on the project anymore. Like it was like a former developer to the project, but nobody else <laughs> on the team was talking, and there was nobody, there was nobody literally like being paid to work on the game, so nobody was doing it. So well, they say as much that. in one of the posts, though. Like there's nobody working on the game anymore. <laughs> like right. everyone's gone. That's just sad. I mean. Yeah, that is, that is sad. That's what I was going to say. 
That's why I say, you know, that's a spooky tale. The start of spooky. That's pod. very spooky. Welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast, spookiest podcast, spookiest gaming podcast in the universe. I'm Andy, your host, and I'm joined by the regulars. They are John, Flask, Greg, and Vito. Everybody say hi. Three, two, one, go. Hello. Hi. Three, two, one, go. Oh, so efficient. Uh, we saved up so much time after my Halloween story. We're going to jump right into the roundtable. And I'm gonna just going to call it out. I really want to hear about Get the Fuck Out. I guess we'll start with John. We'll, we'll just throw it into your segment, John. Why don't, you, why don't you get the ball rolling and get the fuck out, and then we can go into everything else you played, maybe? Or or you almost want to do the other things first. All right, well, I'm actually Ghoul John for this special Halloween episode. Oh, sorry, Ghoul oh. John. Hi, Ghoul John. Blah, thank if you. I'm, All right, yeah, we'll start with GTFO. Uh, and Vito and, and Greg can jump in too when they need to. GTFO is a game, it's an early access game, uh, released many moons ago. I'm not sure exactly, but I picked it up about a week ago, right before they had their big, like, halfway, their fourth update, like, point five. Uh, and we've been playing it, and it's a, let me tell you, it's a tough boy, a tough nut to crack. Some would say impossible. I don't believe so. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would never wouldn't. say that. Uh, <clears throat> we've been enjoying it. To to break it down, it's a... I guess... Uh, what would you guys call it? Like a... a hardcore... Stealth co-op? Stealth for dead. You know what? Here's their... Here, I'll let them dead. tell you there what you it go. is. GTFO is a hardcore four-player cooperative first-person shooter with a focus on team play and atmosphere. It features edge-of-your-seat suspense, team-based puzzle solving, and high-intensity combat. There's puzzles in that game? I uh, guess, yeah, the computer thing. A little secure. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean... So, yeah, nah, so really. which, one, which one of those three things keeps you guys from getting out every time? Uh, uh definitely each other. Some, yeah, usually something horrible. Definitely desk, desk pops, for sure. Yeah, They're team, a, team based I was, is I was the, gonna say, what I would highlight. So, okay, usually yeah, so, something horrible happens. Like, I know we were getting really close to one of our games, and I was trying to throw glow sticks, and I swapped too quick, and I just shot my shotgun off in the middle of a room filled with mo monsters, and they just swarmed us and ripped us apart. Yeah, it's very unforgiving, like, you know, you can't make little mistakes, you can't desk pop, even though it happens to everybody, um, in this game, you know, you, you slip up, you, you break stealth by accident, um, you, you, you pop your gun off when you're not supposed to, uh, you're gonna lose, it's very, very hard, um, you don't get a lot of ammo or med kits, you have very little to work with, you're ill-equipped to handle this uh these nightmare labyrinths that you have to get through um so yeah very very tough uh we've gotten out we have gotten out a few a times little, a little bit so, so to describe the game you're not you're not doing the same thing every time so uh what they have they call rundowns and rundowns are they change every uh, couple months it seems like every big update they put a new rundown in and the missions in the rundown are vary this one has 10 i believe I think the one before it had seven, uh, and the one before it had like five. But anyway, so you, you start like A1, A2. That's like your first two missions you can you can pick from. And w when you start these missions, you're being like sent into this giant crater through these pods. 
And Depths. the further you get down, you know, the harder the missions get. And we are on B1 right now. And let me tell you, it's a toughie. Uh, the gameplay is mostly you uh, and your team sneaking around these... I, I will say this is one critique of the game. The enemy types look like they're pretty much just stolen from The clickers. Last of Us, like clickers. Yeah. Not exactly, but they're pretty darn close. And they kind of act the same, too. You know, as a stealth game, you know, a lot of these enemies are, like, just randomly generated uh, around the map, and you have to use stealth to get by them. And they have, like, two states. They have, like, a dormant state where they're not, they're just kind of, like, folded up, just sitting there, and then you can see them get agitated. They start to glow red a little bit. And when they glow red, it means, like, their cone of hearing or sensitivity is higher. So if you're not completely still, you know, they'll start freaking out. If one freaks out, they alert the others. And like they said, if you get into like one encounter you weren't like ready for in this game, uh, you might survive, but you're not going to make it much further. I mean, you probably won't survive. You might, but you know what I mean? You're, you're not in good shape. An uh, enemy pattern sounds like me in the morning. Am I right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, the game, it's, it calls itself hardcore. There's no sort of like level adjusting. If you have one player, two player, three players, you're still going to get the same amount of enemies and difficulty as four players. So it's... I guess if you don't have friends, or I, I wouldn't even attempt to play this randoms. I, I would yeah. blow my brains out. Uh, yeah. So definitely, Jeez. I mean, if you don't have, like, a crew, and I mean, like, a crew, not like you got, like, two guys that are serious and you got one guy that likes to fuck around, you will never complete a mission. You got to have four people that are, like, dedicated. Dedicated. Especially yep. because just, like, a normal mission, uh, like, your first time going through it, like, you know, you're not going to know exactly where like, the rooms are or where items are. It's going to take you at least an hour and a half to two hours and you're probably going to die so it's like it's a time investment to even do just the missions itself uh and there's no sort of checkpoints or anything like i said it's very unforgiving you know, we've had yeah. multiple runs where this we're doing this b1 and yeah we'll be an hour and a half we put hours you know, hour and 15 this. minutes in and then just one time someone does the by the way folks i don't know if you know a, a desk pop from the movie the other guys that's our code word from when you're you know, you're sneaking around and somebody accidentally left clicks and their gun goes off and everyone freaks out. Uh, yeah, you know, that happens an hour in and that's just that's just game over. You got you to gotta sit there, you got to yeah. take a deep breath and you just got to try to go back in. File the paperwork. Yeah. And we, we've spent hours, I mean, we're, we've spent at least five hours on this one level that we haven't beat yet, right? And we are not feeling good about the possibility of even being able to beat this Here's level. The thing. I believe that we have the strategy to beat it. I think that we just need to implement it perfectly. I don't think we yeah. can get into any excess firefights until that one room. And we've come close a few times. I think we are getting better. Uh, I, you know? I was doing some digging online, just reading see what people thought about our game this hard. And that seemed to be a, a common theme of the discussion, was that you just really need to do everything perfectly. Like yeah. you can't and make the, any mistakes. Yeah, and the stealth in the gameplay is not super complicated. It's actually really simple. Like the stealth is just you crouch. Um, you know, there's and a, they're glowing. Don't of, move. Yeah, there's yeah. some sort of sound system. You know, where obviously you're walking. That makes a lot of noise. If you crouch, it makes less noise. If everyone's crouching, right. it makes more noise. Um, it's a pretty primitive like gameplay system, but I guess it just works because. I mean, I don't know. I like it because it's, it's hard. So it really requires us all to work together. Um, kind of reminds like me of the, a payday. A little, a little bit, yeah. 
Yeah, like Payday, except for, I guess you're stealthy, and then when they find you, they, they don't... Yeah, a little bit like Payday, I guess, with clickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess to get into the nitty-gritty, you know, you have your you know, different loadout of guns you can bring. Uh, I think they've mentioned they want some sort of level-up system. They're, it doesn't have one right now, which I feel is fine, because you, know, you can bring your own loadout in. Uh, it, will, it does have a cool, like, uh... I don't even know what it's called, the terminal system? They have like little computer terminals around the map. It's I don't know if I've seen any other game that does this, but it, you can just go into them and you can like, uh, you know, you have a list of commands. And you can like, you know, uh, query for med packs and it'll list all the rooms in like that, like a rundown or floor that where you can find med packs and like you can ping them and it's a, it's a pretty cool system. Yeah, I, I really, that's, yeah, that's a really cool thing in that game. Yeah, if you need a certain key card, you could try to, query it it'll tell you what zone it's in it's not all easy yeah, then you gotta packs. find that zone then you gotta get to that zone and then maybe find another terminal and ping it in that zone it's pretty cool. I, I like the terminal system a lot that's pretty like cool a, i like ma- that master hacker you know i'm putting my computer science degree to use you know right right of course yeah if you it's a good point if you've played payday 2 to its end and you're looking for another you and your friends are looking for another Co-op games going to force you to score. work together. I couldn't recommend GTFO more. Hmm. All right, cool. So I, I was doing some digging just to clarify some stuff earlier. The game is released in early access on uh, December 9th, 2019. They said it would be in early access for about a year. I, I don't know if you guys have been following the game, so I don't know if they're still shooting for that. So seems like you uh, should expect a 1.0 update fairly soon. But I guess, you know... COVID time is probably going to push it out a few months at least. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so that's GTFO. GTFO. What else you got, um, Another game that's had... Well, this game is out, but it's still pumping out some updates. I think they've promised at least like four big ones. I think this was the first or second. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Game that I like very much. Uh, game that's coming to Xbox Game Pass, what, next month? We next have, week. We have some more mining friends down there. I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, this update November was cool. For, for anyone who's played or was out of the game and hasn't come back, definitely check it out. Uh, it added, like, two new main missions, and they, I mean, they play completely like anything else in the game. Uh, one of them... You're on like a giant drill platform and it's moving and you got to kind of stay on it. It's more like action focused. Uh, and every now and then it like runs out of fuel and you got to use this like laser gun to shoot these shale and fuel it back up. And then the other one is like this, uh, you're at this like oil rig station and it's got this really cool system where you have to connect these oil pumps to a main platform. You get to build the pipes and... You can build these crazy like pipe systems, but you also get to grind on them. So it's like a it's a way of movement around as well when you're like moving around the enemies. That's pretty cool. Uh, Here I am. Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. Uh, I wasn't expecting either of those things in a new mission. There's like totally different like you know game mechanics that weren't there before. So definitely a pleasant surprise. It was super fun. Super fun. They just had a little Halloween update. You can get yourself a little uh, devil mask or d- demon mask. Yeah, we, uh, we played one game, and uh, Command uh, set us up for disaster immediately. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess a little <laughs> minor complaint. Yeah, we were playing. Okay, so we were playing a match. We were playing the one I, I was mentioning where you get on this big drill dozer, and uh, you know it, it, it drills until it runs out of fuel, and then it's supposed to have two batteries in the back. Like I said, you pop them out, use the laser. But for some reason, I our game bugged or whatever. There's only one battery in the back. <laughs> so Greg grabbed it and he filled it up and he put it back in, but there was no second battery. <laughs> the thing wouldn't they wouldn't move. So we were just. Fucked down just the tunnel, stuck. dude. Management just left us below. They blew it. That was pretty fun. Uh, that's about it for Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, video game wise, I, I reckon that about wraps it up. I'm sure I'll have some other things to add. I see you guys got some stuff to talk about. Um, TV wise, I know it's October, so I'm gonna and actually I have a little planned little thing planned here. I can tell you guys about. Uh, it's Spooktober, oh, and I know everyone's uh, been watching spooky stuff, so I thought we'd quickly go around and say either the favorite thing we watched this year, spooky-wise, or our favorite thing to watch, spooky-wise. Mm. Oh, jeez. Like this. Uh, uh, so you're going to have to start. You, you have more time to think than all of us. That's true, yeah. I should, probably should have dropped this on you. I I'll start. You know what? I can, you hey, one thing I can do is talk. It's, I'll tell you what. We watched <laughs> last night in the wee hours of the morning... I don't know whose idea it was. Someone was like, throw on some Crypt Keeper. We watched like four or five episodes of that. Maybe it was like three or four episodes of the Crypt Keeper. And they were all pretty fun and pretty, well, pretty stupid. Is that like a uh, Goosebumps thing? Sort of like a Goosebumps thing. Well, it was on HBO, so it was for adults. Like, they did swear and there is nudity. Uh, <gasps> oh, I, nice. I even watched all the episodes. You know, I was very, very young when it came out. But uh, we were watching them on Amazon, and there was an episode specifically that had Tim Curry playing three separate characters. And that's amazing. Uh, yeah, he played them actually. He plays a maw, a paw, and they're like these gross, like hills have eyes, hillbilly folk, and their beautiful daughter, who is just a gross monster. He, he <laughs> plays the. Be oh, okay. Plays all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole, I mean, the whole episode was just like a, like an asshole salesman, uh, you know, ends up running into them and they, they fuck with them. Just a typical, you know, Tales from the Crypt episode, but Tim Curry was absolutely excellent in it. Nice. Uh, second one, just to give you little guys more time to think. It was an episode that started with these two guys in Vegas and they hate each other. And they're like, we're going to gamble once and for all. Loser has to leave. And they start by playing poker. And they're like, you know, this is this isn't going nowhere. So they start playing Russian roulette, and they go all the way through. And turns out, it, all right, first of all, the guy's fucking insane. He it goes all the way through, like click, 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 and it's on the last shot. And the guy's like, "You tell him Reno wasn't afraid." And he pulls the trigger, but it ends up being a blank or whatever. So then they go on to playing hand chop or hand poker or whatever. They play these hands of poker. And then they, if you lose, they start cutting off fingers. And they show them, like, oh, they each get, like, a finger cut off. And then it, like, cuts to black. And it's, like, the end of the episode. It shows them in, like, a little care home. And they both have both of their arms cut off. And they're <laughs> oh, playing man. checkers with their tongue. Cl classic <laughs> Crypt Keeper weird, stupid ending. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's zany. I like that. So I that's been my spooktober so far. What, what, what do you guys got? I anything? I got one. I mean, okay. not something I've watched this this month. I mean, if I had to say it's something I watched this month, we watched a Zoom horror movie, and it was okay. But I gotta say, I appreciate the movie was only an hour long. All right, I, I like I like the short movie. Thank you. Nothing wrong All with right. it. 
But I, as far uh, as favorite thing uh, to watch around this time of year, I, I love fucking like 1980s camp or like that kind of aesthetic, like sleepaway camp. I would I would love to watch that. <laughs> I'll watch one. that again. Yeah, shit like that. You know what I mean? Something yeah. that has that vibe is is probably my favorite thing to watch. But I'm also a guy who doesn't really like horror, so I don't really respect the genre. Oh, I feel you on that. Really? What, what about like clever, clever horror movies that kind of? I mean, sure. Like, like I like I like Hereditary a lot. You know, I'm not I'm not a hater. I like Hereditary a lot. It's just I think most of it's not really scary and just boring. Okay. The only horror I movie think I that's why I watch Cube. a lot of horror movies. Cube. Would you Cube. call that horror? I guess so. Yeah. Horror Cube two. Hyper Cube. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck that. Uh, Hyper Cube not is, Cube two. Don't be wrong. Really? It's got the good Cube memes, three maybe. I I think they got worse as it went on. I would agree. I think three was better than two. Three felt like that. a like a Saw movie, right? or it was you know the same company, whoever I don't know who that is. Yeah. Well, I can I can interject a thing that I was going to recommend anyway, a movie. Oh. Um, sure. I don't I don't know that it's my favorite thing I've watched uh, this season, but um, there's this series of Chinese movies from the '80s called uh, Mr. Vampire. Okay. I think I think the original name was like. Uh, um, hold your breath a moment. Hold your breath a moment. Something like that. Um, but yeah, Mr. Vampire, a series of like four or more movies. Uh, first one is the best, just called Mr. Vampire. Um, basically, it's like comedy, horror, martial arts movies. Mm. And they sort of, the first one came out and exploded in popularity at the time. And uh, created a, a minor boom of uh, Jenkshi zombie movies, or not zombie, Jenkshi uh, vampire movies. The, the the hopping vampires that you see sometimes in Chinese stories. To hopping? Yeah, they. So it's a very traditional like garb because they're supposed to be like people who died a long time ago and were Shenko inter- from inter- uh, Capcom. Yes, I think I know you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. they got yeah, the tags on their foreheads so that they yeah. can be controlled or stopped, and they they move by hopping around because I guess their like rigor mortis is set in. And anyway, um, oh, okay, hopping is surprising. Like you would you would think that it's silly, and it is oftentimes, but it's surprisingly like effective if used correctly. Because hopping is a weird form of locomotion. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. It's just it's creepy looking. Why are you hopping? Yeah, why are you hopping? Uh, so, Mr. Vampire, just a fun movie. And I've watched a few of the sequels now. I like it. Uh, and they're fun. Yeah, but definitely the first one I would recommend. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, Greg, Vito, you guys got anything spooky you recommend? Uh, or, I mean... Or, or, sorry, let's, keep, let's keep, keep, the ball, keep our eye on the ball. Your favorite thing to watch... Like your favorite thing you've watched recently, spooky wise, your favorite thing to watch is kind of your spooky wise. So, if you go go first, please, I insist. Okay, thank you, Greg. Very generous. Um, Well, I I spoke to you guys about this last night, but for the viewers, um, this uh, I've had a very family friendly Spooktober this month because my girlfriend uh, cannot watch scary movies, and I really like scary movies. Um, but we've been watching 
Uh, I've been having her watch like all my favorite non-scary Halloween movies, which a lot of which she hasn't seen, surprisingly. So I like it. I told it's been fun. I, I've enjoyed it. Um, we watched Beetlejuice, which is one of my favorites. It's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just great. Um, what else did I watched? Both Adam's Family movies, uh, Adam's yes. Family and Adam's Family Family Values, which were surprisingly impressive and i hadn't seen those before i i think I, I saw family values when i was young but i don't remember it um those were amazing like just up? every scene they hold up every scene is is worth it i mean there's just jokes every second um the performances are fantastic um the guy uh shit i forget his name the guy that plays gomez he, he's passed away he, Raul he's Julia. Uh, yeah, fantastic performance. Morticia, um, fucking uh, uh, Fester. What's his name? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Christopher Fester. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is Uncle Fester. Yeah, is Christopher Lloyd's performance is probably the best in the movie. I think it's just phenomenal. Um, both those movies are great. I mean, it's just, there's the sequel is great. You don't see that a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, what else did I watch? I saw Casper, which I told you guys I did not really like. John was very angry. Yeah, you're you're definitely wrong about that one. And I wouldn't chime in, but I'm I'm right there with you, John. I don't like that one as much as some of the other ones you watch, but I still like it well enough just for like its kind of comfiness. I told you why I didn't like it. Here's my issue. You said he was a creep, but he's a creep. He is a child. He is a child. Do you understand? Absolutely. Yeah, but Absolutely. you know, all these movies have kids, and in this one particular, this kid oh, came what? across you're, as a little. You're, you're, you're just saying you're this. Supposed. You're just saying this kid sucks. Wait, wait, it was like saying, uncomfortable. I just didn't like him. He's that just... Casper is creepier than fucking Wednesday and Fat Kid Pugsley. Wednesday, but uh, yeah, definitely. I love Wednesday oh, and Pugsley. My God. And they're, they're good kids. No, they, they're, they're creepy, creep. but they're... He's trolling. Uh, he's Casper's trolling. an innocent. I just checked. I, he's I an just innocent. Checked. He's like, trolling. Casper's like creepy in like a creepy way. I, I just like, checked. He, he's he turned himself into a pillow <laughs> and I, I don't know. There's a couple weird parts in that movie where I was like, I don't know about that, Casper. I don't you know, know what? That, that, that flies. On my birthday, I'm going to force... Yeah, it's the birthday day ritual. I'm going to force everybody... To get an emulator and download the Casper game for the PlayStation One, and you're gonna change your mind, bud. <laughs> Look, I'm not that saying that birthday... that game's bad. You're gonna change. That might be your a birthday a ritual. I I like. I think I would like that one. <laughs> yeah, I probably would yeah. too. I'll play a game, but yeah, but that movie uh, movie kind of sucked. I would have I would have stopped watching it midway, but I didn't. Um, oh, I think there was another one I saw recently. You want, it was a live action one, right? Because there are other ones. Yes, Casper the Friendly right. Ghost. Okay, with, make um, sure. With Christina Ritchie again, who was Wednesday Adams, and and her perform, her, she Whoa. did great. Um, you watched Hocus just, Pocus. Yes, Hocus Pocus. Thank you, Hocus Pocus. I've never seen before. Was uh, last size checking off his list. <laughs> <laughs> Hocus Pocus was a fun movie. Uh, but the performance of Bette Midler and the rest of the witches was phenomenal. Like I was blown away, and that they that they carried the movie. Uh, and yeah. th- I mean, there were there were a, a couple of like really fun, funny, like kind of like almost like adult jokes in that movie that really made me laugh. Uh, and then the rest of the movie was just kind of like 
silly and and I don't know. I didn't think the protagonists were interesting at all. The witches are like the main character, and the, and they're. I mean, they they blew everybody else's performances out of the out of the water. They're nineties um, kids. They they don't gotta be amazing. Yeah, no, that's that's be... fair. Hey, it's it's definitely a. Uh, I'll watch that again next Halloween. It, it was a good movie. And thanks. Yeah, now I, I get what the, what the hype is about. Um, yeah, so that was that was my uh, family friendly Spooktober. But I re- I realized this though. I think I'm remembering every year. This is we do the exact same thing. We say we're gonna do Spooktober, we don't. Oh, here it comes. We realize we didn't, and then we do Spookvember. So I'm excited for Spookvember <laughs> when we actually watch scary movies. But Vita, when you break the illusion, it's not fun anymore. So stop it. Okay. Well, for some reason, I overloaded myself. Well, so hang on. Did, this we, month. did we? Did we? Did we? Did we finish the bit? Like, Greg, Greg, did you did you ever say your favorite horror? Thing? No, because no. I was fucking waiting for Vito to stop talking. He was talking. being generous. You let, you let me go first. I mean, yeah, I was waiting to be generous. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I was just going to say, right, the so only movie I watched... Let's wrap with that uh, up. I watched recently is uh, the Alien movies. I just watched... Uh, oh, cool. I just Not watched the first, the first time, right? No. Vito, are you, okay. are you fucking kidding, man? Okay. Wait, whoa, whoa, what? I don't know. You've seen watched Casper for the first time. Oh, for the first know. time. Okay. I, w- I thought you said f- you're not the first one, right? And well, I was I like, what? It, that just <laughs> seems weird because, like, when we played the greatest game, uh, Alien vs. Yeah. Predator, you're right, I go I'm out sorry. of my way to play the aliens. Yeah, yeah but yeah, we've played stopped. Star Wars, and you've never seen Star Wars, you know? <laughs> that is true, and I do like those <laughs> robots. So. No, but Greg got, really likes right, Alien. You get me. But, uh, yeah, watch the first one, uh, I want to say last week. It was still as good. I fucking love Alien. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that again soon. That, that's a phenomenal movie. I don't My really remember the other ones. One, two, four, three, and that's controversial. And I watched that. Uh, recently, I watched that bad uh, Netflix movie. I keep watching the uh, the Silence. Which is um, oh the the bird box ripoff the, yeah yeah the uh, <laughs> Stanley the be quiet Dookie. birds yeah the be quiet birds <laughs> but uh dude I watched that like literally the other day when I was just waiting to go to it's work well Vito oh it's it's all right but it's like I don't know why I just I enjoy that movie a lot and I the really couldn't is no nobody's uh, is no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's yeah, seen uh, nice. that that Matt Bly Manor, Blythe Manor, whatever the hell. Not it is yet. I uh, I put that on my list actually just before we uh we started this because I've been watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. <laughs> they just had a new season of that, That's and it's spooky. pretty good. Cool. All right, That's all I got so, to say about spooks. So we're not complete spook failures. Well, hang on. I want to. We're not. We're com- we're not complete spooktober failures, but. We need to get this podcast back on the rails. And that to that end, John, are you done yes. with your segment? Uh, I reckon that's all I had as far as my round table. I know I got more in there, but I don't really need to so, talk about that. Okay. All right. I've talked right. enough. Thanks, John. Let's move on to Greg. Hello. Well, uh, <clears throat> so, I've done a few things. One, Red Dead Redemption online. Had uh, their Halloween event, uh, I think last week it started. I heard it was great. Yeah, I heard it was great. The uh, they have a battle pass, 
which is, uh, I believe it was 15 gold bars. That is roughly about $10 you have to spend if you want, like, to real money buy it. But uh, I still had some gold left over, so I bought it. You can level the battle pass, and I want to say maybe three, four hours. I just leveled it up. You get, there's some really cool stuff in there. But uh, what I really want to talk about is how the event. So I may have talked about this in the past, but there were, like, rumors and, like, data mine models of, like, zombie characters. People were like, oh, man, they're going to add zombies to Red Dead. Right. And no one realized that it's just, it's fucking Rockstar, and they fuck up everything they touch. And the event is so awful that it's just, it, it's shocking how they can make it awful from last year. Because, oh, uh, so last year, they had the event, and it was, like, you're a bunch of people fighting two guys who have, like, superpowers and masks. And this year, they had the same thing. But they also added zombies onto the field, but the zombies shoot guns, so they're not right, zombies. Classic, classic so they're zombies. Just, they're just blue they're just people. Be, yeah, they're literally just blue people. So, me and Oxo played when yeah, it first I'm, came out. I'm still suspended. Yes, John, home. John, John was watching us in the clouds, and uh, but we're playing, and there's this guy on the other team, one of the other teams... And, of course, he's hacking, so we can't kill him at all. So he just grabs one of the masks and just starts throwing tomahawks. But when these tomahawks hit us, they explode. So we're like, all right, that's not fun. So we avoid blue team the whole time. And it was literally just us trying to get masks, trying to shoot zombies, kill people while a, uh, while a hacker ran around and threw an explosive tomahawk at us. That sounds, like, not fun at all. I'm glad they won't. I'm glad Rockstar won't ban those people, but he'll uh, he'll ban, ban my good buddy for, here. He'll ban your friend for, John. I was an animal and I needed to be put away, <laughs> but I will get out. I just don't. I don't understand them. I don't understand. I don't how they, they know what care. people want. Why don't they just they, give people yeah. what they fucking want? I don't know. People have been asking for I'm zombies in Rockstar games for for since Grand Theft Auto. Four, you know? Since, yeah, since that dead ape guy invented it. <laughs> since I invented... Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but, like, they knew Sorry, Red, Red Dead uh, Undead Nightmare, that was, like, super popular, right? That was phenomenal. Yeah, it was, like, a yeah. really, really how, great How DLC. the hell is this not good? Yeah. Like, how, how are they not just like, oh, we need to... I would, day one, instantly buy that to even, like, just have, like, a scrap of... How much fun I had with uh, Under Nightmare. It's some uh, big hat saying <laughs> they don't uh, make it's games not profitable. for us anymore, Greg. Yeah, looking at GTA Five, exactly. it's going to be three to four years before Red Dead Online is remotely enjoyable with features. You just gotta wait, dude. Just but Greg, just think about how good you'll feel having put that time in now. Think about how good it. you'll feel when. When your when friend I'm, John is released here in a week or two, and he has nothing. I, something I, to do. I do have a nice bar, and I I'll believe I actually John, set I a barrel think about up joining for him. On the ladder. Nice. Yeah, you'll throw John some scraps, said, right? No, dude. So what happened was, was me and Knox were playing, and I set up a bunch of stuff for John. Like when he comes back, I set up like That's a sweet. maxed out trade thing, a uh, a moonshine thing for him. And me and Knox were so mad, we just went and did everything that I said. Oh God, damn it. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, you guys are the best. <laughs> I come back, the camp's going to be deserted. Stew pot's going to be empty. It's just going to be, uh, what's his fucking name there? Yeah, just uh, Crip. Crip. Oh, hey there. Crip. Didn't know you know <laughs> <doing much. laughs> They took everything <laughs> but me. Been an awful long time since you put any in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, about, that's, that's, that's the size of it, I'll tell you what. But, uh, did that. Last guy, Craig. Um, I also played the Call of Duty zombie event. Now that is how you do a good goddamn event. Oh, Call of Duty's always always been good at zombies, I think. Me and Kurt love that mode. It is so much fun. We uh we won one of our games. Give us the gist. What is it? So, it is just a normal battle royale with three players. The, it's a night map. It's a new nice. version of the map. Smaller area. But when you die, you turn into a zombie. And the zombies, they get... Gas grenades, uh, you could just beat someone to death, or you, they have an EMP. So, so, no, so no gulag? You just no no gulag. Okay. No gulag, you come in a zombie. Now, there are syringes that people gulag. drop and are on random parts of the map. If you get two of them, you get to come back as a human if you're a zombie. That's cool. And if you die as a zombie, you're just dead and you need to get revived, normally. So me and Kurt, and B-Man, uh, we've played this a bunch. It's super fun. Uh... But it is difficult because you get our big issue is we get swarmed by zombies very quick, or just really bad luck, or like someone say it's a curse. But uh, it's really good, really really fun. They added uh, that sounds cool. I, I guess I really shouldn't uh, but I I buy a lot of uh, I buy a lot of content for this game. I should say like I buy a lot of skins because I'm uh, I like customization. They added uh. <laughs> they added a saw and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre raw set, and you can play as uh the main like the main bad guy, whatever the hell Leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah, it's yeah. it. You can play as Leatherface or uh, Billy, and uh, I think like twenty oh, bucks cool. each. And I bought the uh, the Texas Chainsaw one, which is really nice. cool. Very nice. That's cool. Very uh, cool. very fun. I gotta get me some Call of Duty. Dude, you should. Call of Duty in my life. Me. Uh, I'm very excited for the next one. Even I, would, I, guess... I would like to play Call of Duty, but I could sleep on 200 gigs. <sighs> Dude, listen, right. but they added a new thing where you can get rid of the campaign and spec ops. What's, or what's even the multiplayer? I think my... Like, what, 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 I had to what would be the minimum for multiplayer? Oh, that... uh, it was like 180. Which is still crazy. Oh, so you get, rid of, <coughs> you get rid of 10%. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna. I have a Fortnite story relevant for this later. Put a pen. Put a pen <laughs> on it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. All right. What else you got, friend? You, I see Age of Calamity demo, but didn't you actually buy the game? So I haven't bought the game yet. The demo is out. The demo came out today. I only want to uh, talk okay. about it a little okay. bit. You can play the first chapter, but that game is pretty solid. Age of Calamity. I'm, All right. Cool. I had like it gives you like. I think three characters, like the first two missions. That's Hyrule Warriors, right? Yeah. So oh. if you like Dynasty Warriors and like Zelda, it's uh, it's pretty fun. And then my last thing I want to talk about is Ghost of Tsushima had a uh, co-op mode come out. I. Uh, oh yeah. We have had Ghost some Legends. issues. My uh, yeah. we all my got co-op it. partner is John. We beat the story. We sadly cannot play with uh. 
Kurt, or well, I can play with Kurt, uh, John and uh, Kurt cannot yeah. play together. Kurt's my partner. Legendary Samurai. Get your own. Now we are Legendary Samurai. I am a Legendary Ronin. John is Legendary Samurai. But it is a very fun game. It's just we can't all play together because we all can't connect to each other. Did we yeah, some sort of connection error between John and Kurt? We did we mention why. this at all the last time, last pod? It was the first time talking. I don't think about it was out yet. Okay, I don't think it was out yet. Yeah, I went, all right. So let me just yeah, let me just jump in here real quick. You know, I love that Ghost of Shima. First of all, shoe in for game of the year now. No fucking doubt in my mind. After they pumped out this solid ass multiplayer, fucking for free. Ahead, you know. All right, let me tell you. You get you get the multiplayer for free. You go in there. You're thinking, all right, what's it gonna be? You got like seven story missions. Uh. All the customization and more that's in the single player is in there, so you know, yeah, you do got to do some unlocking, like playing the ranks and whatever. So, I mean, it's, it's not—it's not like oh, here's a marketplace, and every fucking week we'll swap out, and you get the special currency by playing. None of that. It's just straight up free multiplayer they give you, and they're already talking about adding a, a four-player raid later. It's literally what like Marvel Avengers and Anthem and all those other stupid games charge you $60, and then don't deliver for three or four years, Ghost of Shima gave you for free a few months after yeah. it came out. It's a little absurd in the current state of uh, affairs for video games that all that is for free. And it's super cool looking, right? I mean, I, I didn't expect it to be so... Yeah, uh, it's not just a bunch of reused assets either. It's yeah, no. so, uh, a whole new environment. It's got a whole new aesthetic feel to it. It's like you're... It's very Halloween. It's perfect yeah. for, for Halloween, actually. It's like the, a little the, the theme is you're, you're fighting for the, the spirit of Shusima. So you're like these ghost warriors, and you're fighting like Onis, and you're going through like these demon gates, and highly cool. stylized, you know, uh, yeah. all new Very stuff. fantastical level yeah. uh, levels. Unfortunately, well, I, I didn't if, play that much, but it was fun. I say the only downside is that, yeah, me and our, our friend Kurt, uh, and I guess, so I, we've looked up some of the people that are having this issue, we cannot connect no matter what, and we've forwarded our you know our ports we've uh done hard resets i did i don't even know what cra crazy thing kurt had me do with my playstation but i had to like reset everything on it and we just can't and it's only for that one game you know we can connect to other games on the playstation connect to all games on the pc but it's, it's got to be something on their side we're just waiting for an update but other than that yeah. hey whatever it's free so I guess I fuck it. Can't complain that much. It's a shame though because that stops us from playing four player, the, yeah. like like half of the half of the DLC. Really, yeah, the four player raids. That is true. But hopefully they'll fix that. All right, I'm gonna jump in there. Just Ghost of Shima game of the year. Rush down for that. All right. I like that. I think we're still on great. You got any more to say about Ghost of Shima game of the year? Oh nope, it's just a very solid game. I like the DLC a lot. I haven't even beaten the first act of the main game. It makes me want to go back. But, uh, yeah, that was it. That was all I had. Alright. Cool, cool, cool. Moving right on down to the representative glassware of the podcast. Vito? What's up? Oh, huh? I was waiting. I wasn't sure. Count Vito? Um, yeah, yeah, Count. You call me Count Vito this podcast. If John's going to be Ghoul John, you know. I'm Count Vito. Um, I'm glad that you always made made clear that it was derivative and not unique. Do you have like a call? I go blue. Do you have like a 
That was my call. I I go bleh. I'm like no. I did vampire. that first though. Yeah, you gotta count first. You gotta go. Ugh. What's the What's the number of the pod, Vito? Guess Sorry? Guess what number the pod is. Don't look at the agenda. Guess what number this is. What episode? Uh, twenty five. He was right. You're right. Am I right? He's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Right. That was that's just a guess. That's it. Pretty another, impressive, dude. Make another noise. Make another noise right now off the top of your head. That's your new noise. <laughs> oh God, it's terrifying! <laughs> oh my God, that's God like a damn. squatch. Why'd you make a squatch hole or something? Why'd you make him do that? Uh, I just want to clear. We're on episode like thirty-two, though. All right. Yeah, yeah. we're thirty-two. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck! I, you guys really <laughs> had me thinking about it. Right. I thought you were go going along with it. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Still on. Oh, so we can play Vito. Real though, Count Vito. What do you got? Games. You talk a little bit about uh, your family friendly. Go Spooktober. You talk a little bit about yeah. Family Guy. What, what else you got? Yeah, <laughs> Family Guy. Um, I don't know why you guys have me on this podcast. I don't even really play video games. Um, I played. You have like four or five video games right here. Yeah, but I, you know, just like I, I don't know, I played a little. I played GTFO with the boys. Um, I played. Did you I get out? Have you Have you personally gone out? Yeah, yeah, and no, I've gotten out. I we're stuck right. on this one level. But have we've you gotten, gotten out, out before? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I think, I think in this rundown once, and on the last rundown once. Yeah, we did, we did do the because yeah, we we got the game right as before the update came out, so we did we got a little bit of both rundowns. Yeah, oh, okay. I got. The yeah, we out. did. We saved the baby, or we put the baby in. Right. You yeah. got out. All right. All right. I believe baby. you. All right. Move on. Sorry. Move on. Um, play. I was playing a little bit of Hitman when you were playing it, Andy. Uh, that game's awesome. That's just a game that I think will just, just be a game that content. I. There's so much content. It's just it's just a game you could pick up. Like I'll probably pick that up. You know, months down the line and play that and on and off play that. So I got that. Um, playing a bunch of Phasmophobia, dude. We made those ghosts cry last night. That was oh, when we were playing on Flash two hours trial, that that was the best night I've ever had in Phasmophobia. It was insane. Yeah, <laughs> Flash, you don't, you really, I know we said this, you really don't understand how easy you had it. Usually we have a tougher time. I could nailing the yeah. the ghost room. Right, did you end up? Uh, how'd your two hour session go? Did you end up uh, returning it or you kept? I it? did end up refunding it because oh, that's, that makes me upset. I talked about this with Damon a little bit with Andy, uh, but. It's. I don't think it's one of those games that strikes me in a way that I think I'm going to be playing it. Like, that I'm going to... I don't look... I wasn't looking forward to the next session at the end of that session. Like, oh, I understood really? what the game had to offer, but I it wasn't grabbing me, you know? I, I told I, I told Flask, honestly, like, we played a good four different maps. I told him that he experienced... A, a very decent slice of what the game has to offer. Yeah, so we'll definitely. Grab, grabbing them then, it, you know, definitely that's the sniff test. Doesn't I just wonder how much test. of that, though, of his, you know, I, I call it a middling experience, how much of that was because he was playing with people who knew exactly what they were doing, who had all the gear ready, and he, for some reason, uh, we got really lucky and we're, we're finding the ghost, like, immediately. I mean... It's not usually that easy. Um, you'd have to figure out things for yourself. Uh, I think you might have more. You no, might have had no. more fun if you started with all of us. Unfortunately, you know. I do. I do agree with that a little bit. I mean, like, uh, 
Uh, I mean, I didn't start with you guys, but I did start with Eric. So that was a yeah, little bit different. Yeah, you started with Eric. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a and, but, little... like, the high school in particular, we found the room in the high school. It was, like, the second room Knoxville and I searched. And it was only because we heard the running water in the bathroom. It was a very uniquely quick Yeah, fun. and then meanwhile, when we played the other day, me, you, Eric, and Sharon, uh, Shannon, um, Sharon. we cannot, we cannot find the room in the high, in the high school. It's like we were, and we were playing for a yeah. while. So it, it, your, your experience varies. Uh, John, you gonna say something? Yeah, I'll just say, I'm surprised you like it as much as you do. Uh, I, I mean, I do enjoy me? it. I, yeah. Well, well, for one reason though, I, I do enjoy it. I like it. I will say though, my enjoyment of the game goes down by half if I'm not playing in VR. VR makes that game so much more silly and fun. I like if it's really late and like I, I don't feel like getting on VR halftime. I'm like ah, maybe I'll just watch somebody play. I just think it's a really fun gameplay loop. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even mind playing uh, maybe, the same maps over and over. There's just something I about it that I think it's like maybe addi- addictive to like. Yeah, I, I, it it fathom, I mean, I also don't like, know. Yeah, that it's is like trying to explain it, it just the feels three much dimensions more, to yeah, well, no, 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 no. like the gameplay is it just feels much, much more restricting and I guess obviously less scary playing it not in VR. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. Like, you I'm can't sure. have once you can't you, even hold as many. It, yeah. And I, I'm sure they're going to fix it, but you can't even hold as many items uh, playing on the computer. You can hold three items in VR. You can have a fourth item. Uh, so, I mean, right, whatever. If sure. you're trying to like, you know, even get the best out of it, I guess, or how the game was quote unquote like meant to be played. Uh, and it just obviously it feels scarier because your fucking face is glued to a screen. Right, but, uh, sure, for sure. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys do envious. like it though without it because I that was one of my worries. I was like, I don't know if we'll get like half the crew to play this because they don't have VR. But I, yeah, I'm very much into said. like the detective detective appeal to it, like the investigation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very much into like finding the ghost room and then using all your tools to like slowly solve the mystery while you're trying to stay alive and solve these yeah, weird yeah trying to avoid threat. Doing cool things like looking for a Ouija board. No, I mean, I'm very much into all that. And I think that the game's randomness or proceduralness, however you want to say it, is good enough where I can play like the same map like three or four times and it does not feel like it's getting old. We have. Like, obviously, I know the map at a certain point, but like, it's not like, you know, it's not like it's like fucking routine one and done. Yeah. And the maps are all fun. They're just well designed. I mean, they have, they, you know, they stay in your in your mind. I mean, I, I love some of those yeah. maps. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about Phasophobia a bunch on this podcast. But, we, yeah, we, I've just been playing a bunch of that with you guys. Uh, I did play the Ghost of Tsushima co-op a little bit with Kurt. That was a lot of fun. I was impressed. I haven't played. I'm, I'm waiting for the big one. Uh, family Guy? <laughs> no, Anime Standing, dude. Oh, <laughs> anime. anime uh, yeah, my good friend Andy... Uh, nothing but generous. Uh, bought me a video game the other day. Didn't need. He didn't need to do that. Uh, I didn't need to do that. Out of the, I just wanted to. Really didn't need to. He just, he just got a, yeah, (laughs) really, really, seriously didn't need to. Uh, but out of the kindness of his soul, bought me a little video game called Anime Standing, um, which is the game that I guess Hideo Kojima based Death Stranding off of. Um, Death Stranding's another yeah, video absolutely. game, less popular. <laughs> um, didn't didn't get very good reviews. Uh, Anime Standing was actually the first strand type game. They just didn't first strand type it. game. Well, first no one knew what it meant back then, game. but it was kind of an indie game. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Andy got me this game, Anime Standing, which is a... You didn't really get very far. I don't think you beat Mission 1. No, but I mean, is there more... You actually think no. there's more to that game? No, I, don't I don't. think there's more to that game. I think it's just you walk and... No, I think you gotta beat Mission 1 to unlock some more stuff. <laughs> I don't believe that in the whole Christ. <laughs> I'll beat Mission 1. I'll, I'll, before the next pod, I'll beat know. Mission 1. I'll let you know you if never there's more know. in the game. But, um... But yeah, that's... It's a joke game. Anyway, what if I bought um, you? What if I bought you the the car DLC? Would you beat the game? <laughs> the car DLC? What Please don't spend your money on the car. <laughs> the car DLC is more than the actual game, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. The game was the game was seventy cents. The car DLC is a dollar. My God! Yeah, don't buy me a car. Must be a nice I'll, car. Uh, I mean, watch it. Watch the Vita drive the car is worth the price of a soda for me. Can you imagine if Death Stranding had a, a car DLC? Or do they, I don't know. I never played that game. Did it has vehicles. I mean, it has trucks and shit. It does? Oh, okay. That makes it easy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, what else? Uh, I played Deep Rock Galactic. I two-houred it, and I returned it. Um, fun game. I just It just doesn't uh, didn't capture me the way that Flask didn't love... Uh, phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. Trying to piggyback off Flask's reasonable refund. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, Deep Rock Galactic's coming to the Game Pass, and I will definitely play Deep Rock Galactic with the boys. I love playing any co-op game with my friends. I always have a good time. It's just, you of know, course. I'm going to pay $30 that's, that's for the, the game or play for free. I'm, yeah. Um, of course. So yeah, it's free game. I'll, I'll, of course, play more Deep Rock Galactic. Um, and that's that was a cool game. It was just you know wasn't really my style of game, but good refund. I really thought it'd be your style of game. The game is almost. I mean, it's in a good way. It's mindless, and that you're just crushing <laughs> bugs. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, you said though. Sometimes you want a game just to turn off and just shoot stuff. That's like the game for me. It just you're just shooting, and it's like I don't know. Even though like the it can get hard. It's like unlike you know because you've been playing GTFO. It's a very it's a very forgiving game where. You know, you can just pretty much fuck around and get away with it. Well, maybe I don't not on like five the, stars. the mining part of it. I'll just I, find a minute. If the, I they took away all mining, I'd be I don't okay understand why you keep saying that. I just don't like this idea. You literally like, don't you, you have gotta, to mine at all. Like, not even, uh, not even one Sometimes swing. the mission objective is okay, like, you gotta but find... Okay, uh, there are four people, and... There are four classes. Can make you guys do it next You could easily... Yeah. You could, Beetle, you could have been, like you could have been the gunner. You have a minigun. And your job is just to shoot people. No, 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 no. I mean, like sometimes the objective is like you gotta find like what do they call it, malachite or whatever, and then you gotta you gotta hit it on right. the wall with your pickaxe. And you could have been the gunner, and you could have been the guy with the minigun who stops the bugs from killing us as we mm. get the malachite. Vito, my main job yeah. in that game is the digger, and I just I dig. Just dig. I just that's mine. all he does. Yeah, I get. That's all I do. I, like, I'm not gonna, I don't want you to keep the game. I think you already refunded. I don't want you to keep it. It's refunded. Say, I mean, I, I'm gonna play it on Game Pass. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. For anyone listening, it's not possible to see all that game has to offer in its greatness in two hours. So please play it in the Xbox Game Pass. Give it Fair a proper enough. try. Fair enough. Um, all right, my last thing is not a video game. <clears throat> what? I came in this podcast hot. I literally, by the minute, just finished the last episode of 
Do- uh, dark. Dork? Dark. Of dork. 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 Or One two pods ago. We had a break, but yeah, I think last pod. Um, so last pod, I was saying that it was like one of my favorite pieces of media. It was just awesome. And um, overall, I enjoyed watching the show. But um, in the middle of season two, the show starts to feel like it's dragging. And then, like, all of season three felt like it was dragging. Uh, The show had a a very satisfying end. The show is very moving in general. It's just a really, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't want to, maybe depressing is is the word. (laughs) It's like, but but in, like, a beautiful, I don't know, I like media like that. That's, like, dark and makes you, I don't know, think about uh, life and existence. And, uh, you know, this show is all about, you know, fate. And you know these just very heavy themes, sure. and uh, the I really. What's that? Not nothing. I was, not, not, the I flash do didn't, didn't land. Yeah. Just... Don't do a bit. Hey, do me a favor. Don't do a bit. I'm sorry. During, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I just really enjoyed it. The uh, but the I don't know something. You know what it was in the middle of season two, and I'm I'm trying to talk about the show without saying anything because if you guys did want to watch it, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, it is very spoily. <laughs> yeah, it's a very spoily. It's all twists and turns and stuff like that. Um, I'll, I'll just say that in the middle of season two, the focus switched to who are the protagonists of the of the you know like the main characters of the. There's a million characters, but I guess there's two main characters in the show, and those characters are particularly boring. Um, and the characters <laughs> that the show focused on in like the first uh, season. Uh, are kind of put on the back burner. Um, so season so two sucks. In other words, it, it didn't. Season two definitely didn't suck. Season three was a little slow until the final episode that kind of just ties it over, ties it all together. Um, we good. The, the show, the show does so many impressive things that, like, I almost, I almost want you guys to watch it just for like the ambiance, the uh, the casting is so amazing what they do at casting is incredible um can i like i mean i don't care about not, it's not really a spoiler i mean you're gonna find this out can i say just a little bit little I, I don't care i don't know that i would but get into it because it's, it's flash no 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 it's 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 not this is like if you watch the first three episodes you know what's going on i just is that okay or should i should i hold off I don't know what you're gonna say, so I don't shoot know. from the hip, dude. I'm gonna go. I think it's fair enough. Look, Do the, it. the the show. Look, this is in like in, in synopsis, so I think it's okay. But if if you really don't want to list, uh, don't want to know spoilers, then you could close your ears. But the the theme of the show is time travel, and uh, characters in the show have like present versions of themselves past versions of themselves and future versions of themselves and those and they you know interact with each other and with other characters and the casting is phenomenal you see a character um and like you know maybe it's an unknown character who just shows up and you already know who they are 
because they cast it so perfectly. I mean, some you, you want to believe that they actually had a time machine when they were making these shows and just shot that person when they were a kid, when they mean. were an adult. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so amazing. I, I, I almost want you to watch that show just for that alone. And then last episode, you know, I was talking about how great the soundtrack was. I love the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, so I, I just finished it. I haven't even been alone with my thoughts about the show. Um, another thing I, I'll say All that right. I like about it is, uh, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up is that, um, this is a show with a lot of mystery and, spo- and, uh, sorry, and twists, you know, you might compare it to a show with a lot of twists like lost, but like, unlike a show like lost, everything is explained like, and, and, you know, in it quickly, like they don't leave you hanging. There's not mystery for the sake of mystery. Um, by the end of the show, you will know everything. In fact, by season two, I kind of knew everything. And then season three was just kind of like watching the rest of it play out. And I really like that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, like I said, the, the second half dragged on. Um, That's funny. I, I think I specifically said in my initial like you did quasi review of it that I felt it was kind of mystery boxifying it's yeah you thought that certain characters like held information from others yeah uh like in a way you know what that does happen a couple times but overall i think for a show that has lots of twists and a lot of mystery it it does pretty well um you by season two you know almost everything um that's cool yeah it's cool show i mean i I recommend at least checking out season one yeah i might check it it continue um it is yeah but that's show. that's yeah I, I thought it was it was great um that's all, right, all i got cool. well, uh, for this week all right thank you for your very uh family guy themed round table yeah and, i love uh, family guy thank you peter Plus, yeah before i forget about you what do you got on your Don't. plate talked about some movies earlier what else you got uh well you better you know you got Gould John over there you better call me uh Flaskula because I'm about to suck the time out of this podcast I can't even talk about all the stuff I've been doing because it's too much for a single segment so I'm just gonna hit some hit, hit the highlights yeah um a couple more horror movie recommendations for you all out there uh my my little devils on Halloween night um. There were some uh, BBC television movies in the 70s <laughs> that were adaptations of short stories. Um, and they, I think they went under the banner title, A Ghost, A Ghost Story for Christmas. Um, and some of those are pretty good. I watched a couple of them, uh, A Warning to the Curious and The Signal. I don't know Man. where you find this shit. <laughs> uh, and... They're just like they're solid, and and they got that like BBC feel. So if you, if you want that feel, if you know what I'm talking about, if you want that feel from the 70s, uh, go for those. A ghost story <laughs> for Christmas titles. You're plugged um, into like a different Reddit than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah you're like on AM radio. I think that <laughs> it's like whatever. <laughs> We're like on FM. You're on AM. I'm all over the place. I'm in the airwaves. Uh, how about some video games? Let's talk about my video oh, games. Oh, I, I love video games. <laughs> yeah, me too. I play uh, video games. 
sometimes. So these are gonna be ra- these are gonna be strange and random, and you're not gonna understand why I played these when I did. Uh, I played Layers of Fear by Bloober Team. Number one. Oh yeah, John played uh, that. Yeah. Oh, did you, John? The the first one. Yeah. I play yeah, is a uh, overstate uh, overstatement. I did not like no. I did not like the second one. He looked at his feet the whole time. He walked into every room backwards. That's okay. <laughs> all right, that's called and a strat, bro. That is I'm a strat. Times legit. Sorry, you don't, game, his you don't play off. games correctly. Because that those games are very much about like scare triggers, so I can understand that as a legitimate strategy. <laughs> you don't don't know. You don't know. Uh, did you play those before the podcast even existed, or did you talk about those on the podcast? Oh no, I played those way way long. Oh, I played the first okay. one way way long ago, and I didn't even finish the second. To be fair, I started it I got like an hour or two into it, and I, I get I think I feel like they were trying to make like a longer game, but I, I liked how long the first one was. And yeah, I felt like it was dragging on the second one. I didn't really get to anything scary yet, but uh, first one I give big thumbs up. Yeah, so. Uh... You know, I, I knew about this game. Uh, and I, I'll say that the atmosphere was pretty decent. Um, but I wish it had played to the strength of its atmosphere more than relying on those scare triggers that I was just talking about. The jump scares kind of ruined it, where I think that it had the capability to, to, to just fall back completely on its... like setting you know um i do do. like literally they'd play scare chords and i I just uh i don't i don't find those that entertaining um the but the environmental design is excellent and the sound design um and but they do reuse rooms and assets to an extent so it kind of feels like a horror mod at some points but generally the design of everything is really good and some of the set pieces are, Mm -hmm. are really cool uh, creative. Um, I also played the DLC. Wait, y- yes or yes or no? Better or worse than Cry of Fear? I probably not as good as Cry of Fear. Hell I, I I personally like Cry of Fear better. I would say. I, don't think I, played I love that Cry of Fear. You've never played what Cry about, of Fear. Uh, what about so. Fear on the Xbox? Not as good as Fear. No. Cry Cry of Fear. We 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 play like every few years. We're, yeah, we're no, I definitely the name sounds familiar. I don't know. I feel like I yeah. just missed out. I'm I mean, I don't right, know I the one where it's uh, asymmetric, right? One person's a monster, or no? No, no, not at all. No, oh, I think you're thinking of Dan. It's a, it's like a Half-Life mod originally, Damn, and it's man. it's just basically like you can co-op. Oh, it. oh, yeah, I we suppose. played it on uh, fucking what do you call that program? Uh, not Parsec. Hamashi. Hamachi, we needed Hamachi to play that one. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That, that that was that was probably like back when we first played it. Apparently, I've played it for twenty three minutes back in uh, October seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> oh, good. okay, more recently. Than That's five. not enough. Uh, John, did you play the DLC of Layers of Fear: Inheritance? Uh, yeah, I think I did. I'm almost positive I did. Okay. I think I played. I think I, at that by the time I got the game, it already came out. I think I just bought them both at the same time. All right, because I think I think that it was pretty creative in the set pieces again. But you spend most of the time playing. You're at the height of a child mm-hmm. with a, like a weird fisheye camera lens, and it 
it was really disorienting <laughs> in a bad way. Not like in a, oh, this is creepy, it, but like, I don't want it to look like this. And it's, it's like getting in my head. <laughs> uh, hmm. So yeah, I don't like the, I didn't like the fisheye lens and the weird like height of, I don't know, some work better than others, some scenes. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Blue Roar's next game, which is a uh, medium, which is that like Silent Hill looking one. It's coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, because they Did they've that game had Among like, the Sleep ever come out. What? Where you play as a kid? Remember that game what? Among the Sleep? It was like a you, it was a horror game. You actually oh, play yeah. as a kid. I played Did that. That come out. Oh okay. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. I played Layers yeah. of Fear in 2016. <laughs> I didn't know it was that old. <laughs> it is. Um, but they've had like very they they did Observer, which is great, and uh, and a Blair Witch, which was uh, apparently not so great. So who knows? <laughs> but um, I I also did play some of Layers of Fear too. I also quit. Oh no, nice. uh, I didn't I didn't play all of it. It it just coincidentally come up as free on Epic Game Store right as I finished the first one. So I played the first act and you I was like. Mm, I was just bored. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. I got to like the you got to like make a choice or something like the first one. Yeah, uh, I got like right for that, and I was yeah, this, this is definitely not as good as the first one. No, for some reason it's it's not like it's radically different. It just didn't hit ah. me the same. Oh. Um. And by the way, I said Layers of Fear two went free on Epic. The other game that went free on Epic was uh, oh. Costume Quest two, and I wanted to tell people out there that. Costume Quest games 1 and 2 are delightful little nuggets of fun to play around this time of year. I played them multiple times, and I'm giving myself a while before I go back again. But they're like they're like eating candy near Halloween. It's just like perfect. Mm. You can always indulge yourself a little bit when the time comes around. They're great choices for this season. Yeah, right. Okay. Thanks, Flash. That sounds nice. That yes. Really nice. And they're very wholesome. It does sound very, very nice. Um, I played a game called Unforgiving, a Northern Hymn. Uh, it's a game by four people, and they're they're Swedish, I believe. Anyway, uh, great nighttime. It's just a, you know my the AM radio. What Vito said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great nighttime forest atmosphere. Uh. It's got like that, that primordial natural terror lurking in the mist. Um, the sounds are spooky. You got low voices of tree people whispering at you, muttering from around um, and about you. And, I always uh, forget the flask is like low key nuts for Halloween. Yes, nuts. I have an allergic reaction to it, but a good one. And then it also. Uh, it doesn't hold back on like the actual threatening. Uh, it, it has like folklore creatures that you come across, and it but it uses them sparingly. But it's like there's actual gameplay in the form of running away from them and like finding things and you playing songs. This game sounds and like a, a fever dream. It is a little bit like a nightmare. <laughs> um, overall, pretty pretty decent little experience for an indie studio. Then I played the sequel, which is not really a sequel so much as just set in the same universe. Um, called Absulov End of Gods. Um, of it's set in the same universe, but in the future, <laughs> like decades into the future. 
uh, and in the future of our present. Um, whereas Unforgiving was was sort of like a grim Nordic fairy tale, Absolov is a grim Nordic sci-fi tale. <laughs> and uh, I, I was immediately intrigued by the notion that the very limited scope of the first game could somehow be carried over into a sci-fi world. Um, which it sort of isn't. It's just like loosely uh, connected. The The setting is uh, pretty typical like sci-fi corridor stuff to an extent. Um, it actually kind of reminded me of Doom 3 a little bit. With, okay. Like, there's like research into ancient artifacts and stuff. Um, but they do put like a, a bunch of creative set pieces in their really cool designs a lot of times. Uh, Nordic inspired, but with like the sci-fi, sci-fi flourish. Um, I, I actually didn't find it as effective as the first one, even though the first one is a much smaller scale because I found the like the dark, creepy forest to be a more spooky setting than than like metal facility you know right um still has like the amnesia style run from enemies loop but uh the death mechanic is sort of weird and it's like narratively relevant but it's kind of annoying um it it has some of like the the hallmarks of of like type of game like door codes uh audio logs air vents stuff like that um basically i th- I think that like it i liked i liked the things it did but the uh the sci-fi aspect of it i feel like i feel like the game could have been even less than it was and cut out the generic parts you know what i mean I feel like, uh, yeah, sure. But I think I think it's worth it for the stuff that's that is creative. And I think there's some set pieces there that really are like how did they do this with four people? <laughs> like sure. this this yeah. is really cool. Um That is impressive. I, I do like yeah. that. I, I'd say the games are both worth playing for the atmosphere and the design. Um, there's some pr- impressive stuff and, uh, you know what? I'll cut it there. That's all. That's all I'm going to do. All right, I'll have, cool. I'll have more next time. That'll still be thematically relevant to a time past, but, uh, <laughs> I'll just Who have knows, to carry we'll over some of podcast my, uh, Halloween. Maybe nobody will have plans on Saturday. We'll see. Oh, maybe. I'm maybe. kind of pop. I will have plans. Maybe. I'm going to be uh, burying my head in candy. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, hey, what's everybody's favorite candy? I got nothing. Skittles. Kit Kat, I think. Let's go on. Talking candy. You can go get chocolate. Your sweet tarts. Ooh, Talk. sweet tarts ain't bad. Talking chocolate. I go white chocolate. Any kind. I like white chocolate as well. I don't like dark chocolate that much. I didn't I'll start I swinging. I'll start swinging with the one that everybody forgot to mission for some reason. Oh. But we all watched Borat 2 together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I didn't watch or it. Or a subsequent movie film. Well, yeah, I'm okay. definitely not going to spoil anything about it, but uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. You know, if you're obviously going to compare it to the first one, I don't think it was as good or as quite as original as the first one, but it was still uh, surprisingly good. And for some reason, you know, you hear a sequel of a thing you liked years and years later, you just expect it's going to be bad. So going with that expectation, uh, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. I was laughing out loud at a lot of it, so that's always a good sign. Yeah, I'm. I've I've heard mostly positive things. Yeah, sure. I had a fun watching experience. It, I don't think it was nearly as good as the first one, uh, but I guess because of its timeliness, this one like hit pretty hard, uh, and that was right. kind of cool. But uh, like I, I said, I, I think it was too narrative forward. It was like. Not as many pranks and uh, social experimenting as the first one. From my from memory, honestly, I haven't seen Borat since it came out. But... Yeah, other yeah. thoughts. I also, uh, I've been doing a weekly game of Among Us with some friends for the last couple of weeks. Um, it was pretty Weird, fun. I didn't get a little game. Invite. Yeah, uh, you definitely did. I definitely have invited people in this Discord. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's actually just, nobody never mind. I didn't get any direct personal I, direct message. I got, I got your buddy Ivan in last. I got your buddy Ivan in last time. Uh, was I was fun, expecting fun a time. a letter mailed to me. Um, uh, no, I mean you know we we've played mafia games a million times before. The praise I'll give that game is that it's very easy to play, being only five dollars in Steam, and also being free on mobile. With easy crossplay, and the game consists of like running around a space station trying to do little tasks, or killing the people who are trying to do little tasks, depending on what side you're on. Um, and the tasks themselves are like little mini games; they're very easy to do with a phone. So um, it's not like one side is disproportionately advantaged over the other. Uh, except, I suppose, if you're going to do use text chat, text chat, then I imagine playing with a phone would be a lot harder. But uh, we play in a Discord chat, and some people are on phone, and some people aren't. So, but it works pretty well. You you can't really tell based on how they're playing, who's mobile, who's not. So, that was a good yeah, I've, I've I've I was hearing that some of the games even work better on mobile, so like the not the I, games, but the mini games, little tasks. I think some of that's subjective, but I could definitely see the argument for it. for with some of the tasks. I could definitely see why people would say that. <clears throat> Uh, so my big one, I guess, uh, I played Ghost Game, but I kind of already exhausted. But my big one, I guess, is Outer Wilds. I'll try to not spend a whole lot of time with it. But I finished that game. This is going to be spoilers for Outer Wilds. Uh, oh, about an no. hour 20 in. Um, does anybody care about spoilers for Outer Wilds? I, I assume the answer is no at this point. No. No. I was right, happy well, for the I listeners, watched beat it. You did watch me beat it. For the viewers out there, uh, you should definitely not listen to me talk about it. You should just go play it. Uh, but if you have played it... Spoilers for The Outer Wilds until one thirty nine forty. I have some... First off, I very much enjoyed the final process of figuring out the big puzzle of the game and then executing on that. And it did take me several tries to execute on it once I found it out. So... You know, it's not as simple as just knowing where to go and doing the thing. You know, there there is some element of 
using kind of all you've learned that in the game so far, like playing with the time, using the ship, uh, your movement mechanics, all that to get there. <clears throat> that being said, the unique insight I think I can offer uh, to at least some of our listeners is that I went and read the thesis for Outer Wilds. <laughs> the Outer yeah. Wilds is uh, made as part of a thesis. I think it was originally going to be PhD thesis, but it ended up being a master's yeah. thesis because I think the guy just left to go make Outer Wilds uh, because he was having too much fun making the game. Uh, Outer Wilds, a game of curiosity-driven space exploration. Uh, I'll say that uh, having read many thesis papers before, uh, this one um, does not read like any I've ever read before. Uh, probably because I don't typically read stuff in fine arts, but it's very readable, easy easy to digest, and like narratively written, so you guys could easily go and read it yourselves if you were curious. It's 30 pages long. But uh, just some key insights. Let me pull up my notes page here. Um, I really like how smartly the game is designed. Um, in most cases, they built the game around these dynamic simulations and then designed the game around that. So, for example, is that they built this one planet that was supposed to be a gas island, and the original intention was to get the gas giant. I mean, and the original intention was that the island or the planet was going to have islands. Uh, floating on the gas gaseous atmosphere, right? Uh, kind of like in space, sort of. But when they were experimenting with like the diff the flowing liquids of different densities, one in the atmosphere, like one on the surface in the ocean, they found that they could make the island raise and lower. So they ended up building this like cool planet around this mechanic where the planet is mostly covered in oceans that has tornadoes. And the tornadoes will suck these little islands up and shoot them off into space. And there's puzzles uh, around <clears throat> being on the um, the right spot in the island when it gets shot into space. That kind of thing. That that I kind know, of stuff is really cool to figure out. I know you mentioned this about the the solar system itself, but would something like that, a, a simulation uh, like that, that is looping during the the 22 minutes time limit? Would that eventually destabilize if given enough time? That oh yeah, absolutely. Simulation? Absolutely. So, like the way the way they built the simulation is that they they I don't think they have full in body simulation, and by that I mean that like the planets I don't think are all, all constantly simulating the forces on each other. I don't think, but they do have something similar to that, to where the planets are are set in motion on specific orbits that will work for a certain period of time. And like you said, there's all these different chaotic dynamic simulations. Over time, the dynamic systems are going to eventually reach equilibrium, like in the case of um, one planet where sand is constantly depositing onto the other. Eventually, sand is going to stop depositing, so it's reaching equilibrium. Hmm. Or in some of the planets, the orbits are just going to get fucked up entirely. You know, like the interloper, for example, is probably going to fall into the sun. <laughs> uh, not that long after the simulation ends. So the game is set on a time loop of 22 minutes. That's like both like, you know, super, a cool gameplay you can see and thematically resonant and all that. But it's also necessary for the simulation uh, to be as good as it is. Because it, it just needs to be really, really good towards the very beginning of the very complex simulation. And that's like the easier part, you know what I mean? I wonder if there's yeah. a mod or, or some way you could turn off the 22 minute reset and just let it to see what Go it looks until like. it destroys cool. itself or something. That would be really cool. Yeah, I think you end up seeing all the islands are just, just gone. Holes, 
Uh, I will say as a spectator, okay, hold on, I have a unique, unique perspective on this. I bought Outer Wilds, I think I bought it the day it came out, and I, I didn't know much about the game. I got it, and I did enjoy it. It wasn't exactly the kind of game I thought it was going to be, uh, and it was, you know, I'm going to say this live on air for the folks. King of Keeley's not too ashamed to admit this. It's a little too big brain for me. I I came to a certain point where I was just like, I do not, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing, let alone what to right. do. I uh, feel for you, man. And I stopped playing it. And not that I didn't like the game, I was just like, it's not for me. And then Andy picked it up, and I started watching him through different points of the game. And I'm so glad I did, because, well, first of all, the ending of the game was badass. But even like the little secret, secret ending you found and stuff like that was just super, super cool. Oh, I forgot you saw that. That was super. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was, cool. was awesome. Um, so if you don't want to play this game, if it sounds too intimidating for you, I don't know. At least if you, I'm not really big into streamers, but if you have your favorite streamer or somebody, maybe check them out and watch them play it. Yeah, and I and I think the reason why it's so hard, and it was hard for me too. Like I've tried playing this game twice before. And both times I hit pretty quickly hit a roadblock while you described and I set it down. But I just I just knew that this was something that I needed to play. So I eventually sat down and finally struggled through it. But when I did, I, I felt very glad I got to the other end. The reason why the game is so hard to play <clears throat> is because we're just not built anymore. Or to like, in video games at least, to do what this game wants you to do. Which is, in the thesis, it very clearly defines it as curiosity defined exploration. It's going to places because you just want to know more about it or like Absolutely. what's going on or like learn about something about the world or learn more about something about what you know. It's not about quest markers and that kind of thing. You and know, that's real. That's it, it. Your brain is like poisoned these days by like modern games. And I, I felt it so much too. Like you feel so lost in this game. You really do until you like find a couple kernels you can start to unravel. And the game, I think, is very well designed around, like, you start to unravel a little bit, and it all kind of just, like, you know, like, threads. It all kind of unravels. It's really I interesting. Think it's a... oh. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, so it's really interesting, because I think that is what happened to me. I think when I first got the game, I had expectations for what it was, but then, yeah, I started exploring, but then when I didn't get those, like, video gamey things, like, when I didn't, things weren't clicking right away, like, what to do, I got almost frustrated because I was because you know normally like you know in video games you explore an entire area you get all the items and you move on to the next one that's just not how it really works in this game or maybe you can do it but I couldn't so, like I would go to areas and I would explore them but I wouldn't like know if I explored them all the way or I wouldn't like you know because there's just so much and I was like yeah that like sure. video game ish like sense of you got to do this level or like this planet and then move to this planet and then move to this planet. That like, right, yeah, that was right. in my head. It was like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I'm glad you, no, and, you and, also gave your and, perspective on it. Just because, like, I had that feeling of, well, I had the opposite feeling, or I didn't have the feeling at all, I should say, that you had, where I saw that thing explode in orbit around some gas giant or something at the very beginning, and then, like, the Nomai statue activates, and then later on, the you know the the sun explodes and I'm I wake up back like I was so into it from moment one in terms of uh I need to figure out what's going on right, <laughs> because right. it's like so exactly my kind of thing like it, 
it, it spurred me from from the very start. And uh, that's cool. <clears throat> I think that like not every game can do that, but the design philosophy would be great to have in more games. You know, I I think for me, I was already kind of into like obviously the puzzle elements, the space, all that. They're all things I enjoy, so I was I was having a decent time. But where I got to the point where like, oh, I mean, I want to play this every day. Where I hit that was when I figured out the quantum moon. And I was just fucking around, and I found a note about a phantom moon that visits sometimes, and I found it. And then I just eventually landed on it. I was like, whoa, that was so <laughs> cool. I just had this random idea: shoot the probe, take a picture of the moon, and then land on it while I'm taking a picture of it, so that the moon doesn't disappear. And like, no, that that's like what you're supposed to do. And you land on it and just has this like organic feeling of like, I figured this out that you don't really feel in games anymore. Yep. It's so cool. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't get that. Well, see, and that's <clears throat> a part of it too is the, the so like you said, when you, you know, you start the game, you see the thing explode. And I was playing the game. I, I, I was into it at first. I was playing the game and like, there's, it's so crazy and like so many different ways to go. I started to think like, what if that doesn't mean anything? What if it was just like a random insignificant <laughs> thing? Like I got in my own head of like, I don't know what the fuck is important in this game or what I should stupid, be focusing stupid, on at all. Stupid job. And I, yeah. I need to find Think some that. stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, good game. I, I like it. So one, one interesting insight into like the disparate random nature of everything is that the game is structurally divided around three curiosities. Uh, that's what they call it on the back end. Those curiosities are the things that you need to combine together to get to the ending of the game. That's like what you saw me doing at the end. Of the okay. <clears throat> and uh, each major piece of information is called a point of interest, and there are three points of interest that, that you then the developers think you need, but you don't necessarily need to figure out a curiosity. So the game is really actually pretty simply designed when you think about it. Like, Ultimately, you're just trying to figure out three mysteries. And there's basically three pieces of evidence for each mystery. And the whole game is just about finding those. It's just about the fact that the game doesn't pull you along anywhere. You know, you don't... A, a, trip, a normal game would stay, say mission one is you're starting on this curiosity. Mission two, you're on this curiosity. Mission three, you're on this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'll end with uh, one final note that I have. Uh, we can, that'll be the last thing before we, to, before we go into the break about the tutorialization of this game that I thought was in, another interesting insight I got from the thesis. Uh, initially, the tutorial was a much more of a standard tutorial that taught you, you know, go here, do this. And it involved a crash ship landing on the other side of the village and somebody tasking the players, giving you a literal quest uh, to go explore it. But what the developers ended up finding is that they... It, ill-equipped players for true curiosity-based explorations. Uh, right. One of my favorite parts of the thesis is the author kind of goes on this rant, um, and he laments like how terrible he felt when watching playtesters do this tutorial, and playtesters would ask the question, where do I go next? And uh, he says, I don't know what was worse, the fact that they would ask that question or the fact that the question had an answer. Um, so the tutorial ends up being this thing that, like, everything you can do in the starting village is to prepare you for a gameplay mechanic, but none of it is required. You kind of have to find it, you know, And but it's a small area, so it's not like it's hard to find, uh, except getting the launch codes, and that's really the only thing you absolutely need to do the rest of the game. 
Uh, and another funny insight, you know, much less thematically re- relevant. They also forgot to teach players how to fly the ship during the original tutorial. So <laughs> most playtesters, when they uh, started flying, would end up flying immediately into the sun. That's pretty good. I, I liked the tutorial. I thought it was good. Uh, I mean, at I least you're playing yeah. about for multiple games. Uh, too, too many nowadays that you... You know, you play 40-player, you know, like multiplayer tutorials, I guess, what I'm talking about. You know, you'll play like uh, 30 hours of single-player, and then you'll get into the multiplayer, and I'll have you do a 10-minute tutorial on how to walk and jump, you know? Like, sure, what's, yeah. Why? Just do something, just, like I said, it's totally um, organic, the tutorial in, in Outer Wilds, you know? If you want to go in that cave and do a little zero-G stuff, you can. Yeah. You know, it helps you. You got the little RC car you can play, or the RC ship you can play with. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't good. just like help you learn the game, but it like thematically teaches you what the game's about. Yeah, it's like the perfect like primer for the game. It's really good. That's another thing that probably def- that probably contributed to the different sort of experiences we had getting into the game is that I remember you talking about how you found the ship controls fairly obtuse. Like, I did. Yeah, it was, I eventually got had, used to it. You had a challenging time getting used to it. Whereas for me, I don't remember, like it, it felt intuitive for me. So I think different players are going to have different experiences with, with like a mechanic that it just it, kind of throws. It could to, be that you spend more time like with the practice ship, because one thing they, they wrote in the paper was that they've noticed that an important feature was putting the ship that you practice on actually from a top down perspective, because that gave the players a sense of space when they finally got to their real ship, you know what I mean? Hmm, okay. Which is an interesting uh, insight. But they, they noticed that doing that had fewer people crashing into the sun. Hmm. I really like the flying in that game. Yeah, no. I, I think I, it's like easy to be. You definitely, there's like some, some learning curve to it, but yes. once you get it down, it's super fun. Dude, it's so fun to like, you know, like when you're going to Dark Bramble, which I think is the site that's furthest away from you at, at start. It's like accelerating super fast. There was once I just flew out while Flask was watching. Or maybe you were watching too. So, so far out, you couldn't even see the sun. You couldn't see any of the planets. I just wanted to see how fast you could go. But yeah, no, the entire time I just kept loving accelerating, accelerating, accelerating until I got to my destination. Obviously, you know, part of the trick is learning that when you're accelerating to a place, you need to start decelerating halfway there. Or else you're gonna fly past it. I wasn't doing that on this one, so I just flew past everything until <laughs> everything was invisible again. But it's cool. I, w- I want to like look into into how people have broke that game if they have. I was just about to say. I think one of the endings you didn't get was another like you broke the loop ending, which is you take. I looked the, that up. Yeah, you take the core outside of the radius or the the range of the sun explosion. <laughs> so you're just like, well, I'm out of it. Oh, man, there's one more that I didn't get either. I, I, thought, I thought this was one you are going to talk about. If you take the core and you jump into the black hole in the middle of the Ash Twin Project right as the sun explodes, you end up looping yourself such oh, that yeah. uh, if you go back to that same place, uh, you find a version of yourself there and you can talk to yourself. What? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that's so cool. But at the end of that loop, it, like, the game ends like it breaks like it says mm-hmm. you like broke the space-time continuum because there's two of you there Pretty can't neat. be two of me i'm me and if you understand how like the, the game's memory 
time travel mechanics work, like, by the end of the game, that ending makes sense. I'm not going to go into it, obviously, but, like, you can see the rationale behind them putting that in there, and also, like, why the game has to end once there's two people in the same, you know, all that kind yeah. of shit. It's cool. But, yeah, you know, we've been talking a while, we, which is a good thing. We've had a lot of good roundtables. It's been two weeks, so I was expecting a big one, but yeah. you've got a solid hour 40 on this roundtable, I think. Maybe the longest How one. How dare we? Actually, about an hour and a half. The intro is about 10 minutes. I keep going, too. I think we should take a break, though. Let's uh, right. let's take a break. Everybody get some water, run to the bathroom. We'll be back in just a few minutes, listeners. He had a suggestion to change Flash's name to Creature of the Flask Lagoon. Oh. That's a lot better than what he thought of. I'm not saying that. A lot more creative. I thought it was pretty good. It's better than Ghoul John. Ghoul John. I'm Ghoul John. Ghoul John's just like a like a label. Ghoul John. I'm, I see myself oh, as I more actually like Ghoul John. Ghoul John has a kind of flow to it. Like Big Sean? Yeah, yeah, something Ghoul like John. that. Ghoul John. Ghoul John. Same thing, basically. All right, now, now, now that Flask is gone and late, I'm gonna be honest. That last 20 minutes on the podcast, I was lying. I fucking hated that game. It was so boring. I, I have no idea. Heard it. You're, 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 you were playing along, right, John? Dude, space is so stupid. Duh, empty, big. So, duh. I, I wouldn't say this on any other podcast, but honestly, it was, it was frankly dumb. And science is dumb, just like in general. Yeah, I hate science. Game, I'm not gonna play. What is it? I'm just not. Name one thing. Name one thing he's ever done. Name one thing. I dare you, right now. Uh, fucking uh, uh, we call him. Uh, nope. The yeah, nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, no. What are those things called? They grow. You you put water on them no. and they grow hair. Plants. No, 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 no. Hair. Oh, chia? Chia? No, they don't grow hair. Yeah, no, chia, chia, chia. They don't grow hair with water. It's like the only thing I can think of that science does. You put sand in, in water and uh, put a microwave. And, uh, Mankind's greatest achievement was the chia pet. Everything after that just been downhill. Yeah. Chia, chia, chia. Chia, 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 chia. I'll never forget. Do you guys ever get a chia pet? My girlfriend no, has one. I just remember the she never, she's a she's a Bob Ross chia, but it just sits there. She doesn't grow it. My grandma bought me a uh, a Garfield chia pet back in the day. Rita, would so you rather have a girlfriend that collects chia pets or a girlfriend who collects dark crystal gem- memorabilia? Oh fuck, man! Chia pet. I think the dark crystal. No, there's a lot of fun chia pets. You got a Popeyes one. Yeah, I seen the Scooby Doo one. Scooby-Doo. That's the thing about Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Don't. All right, would you rather have a girlfriend that collects Chia Pets or a girlfriend that collects those uh, singing uh, big mouth bass that go on your wall? Take me to the river. Yeah, there you go. This guy knows. Yeah, we are losing Zoomers by the minute. All right. Let's get down to business, fellas. We're going into the news. 
We're going into the news. Everybody's here, I think. Oh my goodness. First first news topic. There was a Phil Spencer interview on exclusivity, monetization, and game developments. And he gave some insights into their business strategy in the recent announcement of the Zenimax acquisition. And on that note, uh, I, I think maybe one of my favorite behind-the-scenes insights was, you know, they asked him about what their plans are with Bethesda, and he was like, just to be clear, <clears throat> we've announced our intention to acquire Zenimax. Right. It's still going right. through regulatory approval. If it, if it passes, then I can sit down with Todd Howard and talk about the future of Bethesda. Right now, I can't have those talks because that would be illegal. So that was, that was kind of a an interesting insight. Uh, and he got the question, you know, what about the Switch and all that? So he hasn't, uh, he didn't really confirm it, of course. But he said, you know, um, he, I think in not so many words, they said their focus right now is the PC and Xbox. And I think I'm getting um, Xbox as good on all the platforms they have it on now. And I think for them that includes mobile. So that means like, you know, maybe being able to play Xbox on your streaming stick or something like that. He didn't say that in so many words, but I think they would more focus on like building up their PC and Xbox user base and their user base on their mobile devices before they would go to Switch. But he did say, you know, when they when they talk at the high level about their user base, they talk about who's playing Xbox. And they don't mean the Xbox console, they just mean who's playing the an Xbox game on an Xbox app. And that could mean on the Switch, you know, he said that. So, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. I liked uh when he was talking talking about you know, we 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 all talk about the uh dearth of Microsoft uh you know, exclusives, especially on the you know, this last console cycle, the uh, Xbox One. And uh I just I don't know, I thought it was cool that he addressed that and uh talked about yeah. how they just didn't yeah. invest enough, and when you don't invest enough in having more first-party games, you don't realize it until five to seven years later, and that's what happened. Um, and he was kind of, uh, in not so many words, he was pinning on his bosses a little bit, because he was saying that like he understands they paid the price then, and he was trying to ring the bell as early as he could to do these investments, but uh, he said it took some... I, I, I can't remember his exact words, but he said basically it took them to fail a few times along the way for the higher ups to finally give them the uh, the permission to do what they wanted and started acquiring studios and all that. So it sounded like yeah. they're almost being like kind of like hamstrung a little bit by big Microsoft. Those lofty dinguses. Yeah. Of course, you don't. You never know how like uh, these giant trillion dollar corporations are divided and who makes it, the real decisions where. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it's a good interview. You guys should check it out. Another Xbox story. Not so positive. The Halo Infinite director and longtime 343 executive Chris Lee has left the project, and that marks the second departure of a director from Infinite in two years. Ooh, yikes. <clears throat> now, this is just the... He's finally actually left after sort of being put out of focus in place and replaced sort of with the other guy, right? The, the veteran dude. Oh, okay. That guy I, that I they, think they hired so. From, uh, 
like he's been sort of not doing anything for a, a little bit right i think i think yeah i think this guy he didn't actually and he didn't leave microsoft i believe he just he's still in microsoft he's just being put somewhere else or put to work somewhere else it was not like he just up and quit it was like i don't yeah. want to do this mm. okay I, I I didn't have that context. So, I mean, still I, not I good news. So. Uh, I, I mean, sure, I don't know. Course, I don't really. I have no expectations of anything good for Halo Infinite. When it comes out, I'll check I it out. I want it to be but, good. Yeah, I'm not even gonna fret over it. The big one, fellas. You got gamers. You might want to sit down for this. What? The Cyberpunk release date has been pushed back three weeks to December 10th. No. What the fuck? No. Oh my please, god. Yeah. No. I didn't believe you, and I fell down onto the floor. I'm, I'm gonna throw up. Maybe. Maybe I can tell next that you guys aren't happy. Well, let I'm me happy. tell you guys the the worst way for you guys to express your disapproval to this is to send death threats to the developers. Hey, the developers hey, says, listeners, listeners, don't do that. Do not do that. Too late. I got him. Well, our listeners didn't listen to us, unfortunately, and Andres Zadwoski, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correct, uh, tweeted out, I want to address one thing in regards to the cyberpunk delay. I understand you're feeling angry, disappointed, and want to voice your opinion about it. However, sending death threats to developers is absolutely unexpected and just wrong. We are people just like you. I, you know, I, I do feel sympathetic to that, but also, I'm, the guy definitely doesn't deserve death threats. Don't let me, you know, make, let me make that absolutely clear. But I, you know, I thought you were going to be like, I there's, there's, there's still, there's still the bad guy to, to me right now. For not, not, I don't give a fuck about the game at this point. It's just, the other thread of this is the crunch stories you hear. And yeah, I'm looking you, at this post on, uh, uh, Reddit that got deleted so, a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's a not, it's an anonymous post that got deleted. So take it with a grain of salt, but it rings true at least. So, you know, it was a story. It's a very good one. Uh, of a CD Projekt Red developer, and you know it, it lines. You know, even if you just go by the official stories, they've probably been crunching since before the game's original release date. And then you know they were crunching to meet when the game was pushed to the same time. You know they were crunching to meet that. And then those this last month, we got all the terrible stories about them. You know, the terrible crunch they're going under, and like the the message to their wives and all that about uh you know the the crunch and all that. Uh, to meet the November deadline, and then they find out there's another three-week crunch, like, God. To make a Day Zero patch on a game that's already gone gold. I just, I'm, you know, I've never, I've never really jumped on the Doomer train of Cyberpunk, but I just, imagine the absolute state of that game that they delayed it for three weeks to work on the Day Zero patch. Like, God. Yeah, it doesn't smell right. Doesn't smell right at all. I knew it. I hope it's good, but... From day one, I was like, this game's overhyped. It can't be as good as everyone wants it to be. I was going to say, but I wanted to uh, be good. You, you were commenting that they definitely don't deserve death threats, but they're not the good guys because they receive death threats. Like, it's, you know, you know, it's incredibly easy to do when you're a sizable, you know, developer company or whatever is to focus on the, the extremists who are coming at you negatively. Oh, absolutely. And use that as a, a way to kind of turn it back on the whole conversation about oh, yeah. the, the things you're doing, <laughs> the negative things absolutely. that are in progress. I mean, like, let's, let's be honest. 
death threats are terrible. I absolutely, but also, I imagine with like a company that big and with like crazies on Twitters, I'm I'm surprised. I would not be surprised if they're not constantly getting death threats. You know what I mean? Just right. like just from being a big company and being on Twitter, I imagine that happens to fucking Wendy's too. So whenever you, whenever like a company calls it out, I just. Rational people, rational consumers do not send death threats to companies. Right, absolutely. That's that's a good way to look at it. The rational consumer is the one who's upset. That message is not aimed at the rational consumer. Yeah. You know? Even though I completely agree with it. Alright, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Kotaku had a big report on Facebook's uh, push into VR. Big surprise, everybody. <laughs> Take your seats. It's about data. It's not about gaming. Oh, no. um, We've talked previously before about the Oculus Quest 2, but um, it's a uh, push about how much data is collecting and all that and uh, just a general argument about <clears throat> tech, tech ethics. Uh, this article is really just kind of like a substitute I'm putting in here for the wider discussion that's been going on about Facebook and VR, uh, including... I think a judge ruled that it may um, not be constitutional um, to for Facebook to request that much data from users and all that. Facebook <laughs> um, warning users that they're going to be locked out of all their games if their account is deleted to make sure that their Facebook's in good standing. You know, like, ugh. it just smells so bad. Dude, this one sentence where they're talking about uh, uh, in, in late... 2019, Facebook says they don't collect and store images or 3D maps of your environment on our servers today. <laughs> Note the word today. <laughs> that's that's wild. Damn. That's wild. Alright, um, we got some big news. I don't know if any of you boys are looking at the PlayStation 5, uh, but uh, an early preview embargo lifted for it. There will be another bigger embargo at some point later on, but we got some gameplay. I posted some footage for you guys to check out um, of Giant Bomb playing uh, Astro's Playroom, which launches with the game. Um, there's also a video that came out a week or two ago about the user experience for um, PlayStation Five. Uh, but the the big thing that like yeah, the big the big news I think is coming out of all this is people are saying that the PlayStation 5 controller is the real... The controller itself is the real next-gen thing about it. Uh, from Jason Schreier, the PlayStation 5 controller is wild. I've been playing Astro's Playroom, the game that comes with the system, and the combo of rumble, haptic feedback, adaptive triggers feels more next-gen than any graphical improvements we've seen yet. More to come in my review closer to launch. Uh, very possible that all the bells and whistles turn out to be gimmicks that most games don't use, but this is my first impression. So that's pretty cool. The US Gamer Net quote also uses the term wild. So does that mean that it's wild in its uh, next gen uh, amazingness? Or does it mean it's wild in that you can barely control it? They also said mad and wild like an animal. Which I don't respect. Did I write these reviews? That's not yeah. very professional. Mad impressive. I don't respect um, mad Can someone explain dude. something to me? Sorry, I'm a little. What's up? I know I should know this. What is haptic feedback? That's like when you press something, you kind of like feel like a resistance almost, like a, a push feeling. Like it's like when you push on your phone and when like you kind of like feel it press, that's a haptic feedback. Oh, okay. 
It's like the feeling you have when you touch a ghost. Mm. It's not really there, but it's pushing back a little bit. Okay. I would use the phone example a little bit more, but yeah, yeah, both of those work. Uh, I didn't. Even, I don't know. I've never even heard anything about the controller being fancy up until this very second. So cool. I mean, I I don't plan on getting a PS5 uh, right away. Uh, not yeah. it. One of you has to get it for the podcast. Sorry, I've already called not it. I'm uh, uh not it. I am trying to find one. Those guys, but hands. I have not been able to find one. Oh, sure. Well, we'll get it. I eventually. just want it for. De- I want it for Demon Souls, but I have not found one. Um. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm sure we'll have more to say when uh, we get the bigger news on it. Yeah. Here well, they'll send us our, before uh, they actually come out. Or test send model, us our copy, yeah. right? Yeah, our pod copy. Yeah. So I didn't know this next thing was happening at all, but a Bioshock director's next game, a sci-fi shooter, is in late stage of production. Dude, I, uh, did I talk about how I played Bioshock uh, Infinite recently? Like, maybe like a month ago? You said, you told us that you got it, but you hadn't played it yet. Yeah, so I got it, and I played it. And, uh, I think maybe I got like two hours in. Hold on, I can tell you really quick. Wait, so we I are got... just talking about Ken Levine, right? The director? Yeah, him and his, his, his small team. Yeah, okay. And they're looking for a senior producer. I just, if this if this article just said Ken Levine in its headline, yeah, I'd be like, I, yeah. I, I, I was looking for the name, yes, yeah. But, uh, I got three hours into that game, and then I uh, uninstalled it because I was not having fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of boring. Ken and Levine I remember, was. I remember the in... first game was cool. Yeah. The second and third one are not that cool. Well, Ken, Ken Levine was part of which games? The first one, obviously. The second one, no, right? Uh, uh that I have no idea. I don't think he I was don't know. Part I don't... Of the second one. I, don't, I, I think don't yeah, no, exactly not the second games. one. Not the second one. And then Infinite, I guess he he was. was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited. Good I'm always excited for new new properties. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know. For him, Thief the Dark Project, System Shock 2, uh, Freedom Force, Tribes Vengeance, SWAT 4, of course, and then the Bioshock oh, yeah, 1 and 3. I do love SWAT 4. Untitled Ghost Story Games Project. All right, fellas, and uh, this is the story, Gray. You can take that pin out of your 200 gigabyte Call of Duty installation. Uh, Fortnite. Has released an update that drops the game size from 90 gigabytes to 27. How do you do that? Now that ain't bad. Compress the game files, bro. Well, the thing is, is that, okay, so a game has 10 seasons, right? Right. The way that they do this often is that they don't, uh, you know, they don't delete the old stuff. They just keep that old stuff in there and then they just add new, new stuff onto it. They don't always use all the old stuff. In fact, they don't use most of the old stuff. So, what Fortnite did is they just went through all their updates and deleted all the duplicates, all the duplicate all the Travis, textures from like the, all the previous seasons, Travis Scott models, all the all, all the legacy shit that they're not using anymore. You know, from all the previous the Thanos, seasons, all that. Uh, the entire single player uh, part of the game. No, sorry, that's still being updated. I well, no, that's not being updated at all, but it still exists. <laughs> all right, never mind, never mind. I don't know how Dude, that single work, player or that. Sorry, save the fine. world, I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, save the world. That was really fun. I, I don't know if I'd say really fun, but I'd say fun. Well, it was fun when it came out. 
Yeah. I guess, yeah. The, the tower defense stuff was cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> what were you saying, Flash? Oh, I was going to say, I don't know how video games work, but it seems like that's the kind of thing that somebody should have been doing the whole time, is keeping track of the trash. <laughs> Emptying yeah. the recycle bin. I don't know, man. Well, I think, I, I think, I think, uh, I think big, I think big multiplayer is... games, like, I think they're really just fucking, like, trains that, like, you're just barely trying to barely keep Barely holding on. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> You're you're like you're like off you're like throwing as much coal as you can. You're like trying you know you're getting mm-hmm. everybody shovel share or whatever, and you're telling the conductor you got to slow down a little bit. And he's telling you that like they've got to make the next delivery. You know. Yeah, I mean the updates have to be like all approved, right? And uh, like there's a whole process to getting your game updated. I think. I mean, I remember that that was the case for like. I don't know about Xbox. all systems, but yeah, yeah. definitely well, Xbox. They have like, a, I mean, I'm sure the, so the other ones do. They have like, like a review process. So I imagine if you well, have yeah. a game, you you don't want to delete content if there's even a chance you might use it in the future, you know, because it's a whole well, thing to get that back in. That's the thing. I mean, when you're working on a giant software project, um, any software project doesn't matter what it is. A video game is absolutely work this way, but I mean, smart games maybe not, but like. You 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 typically run into what's called like change control processes, where like pushing a change onto like the main branch goes through like a, a whole review board, both internally and in the case of like when you're working with a third party like Epic or something like that or Microsoft or whatever, right? Uh, externally as well. So like you have to push those changes internally, have them approved, and then you have to push those changes externally and have them approved by like the uh, the the approving authority of the third party you know what i mean so yeah it's it, it is a process to push updates through it's not as simple as like you know i'm sure any one guy in that company who's like working with code would love to like spend a week to just clean it up but uh there, there are large processes to that kind of thing and yeah um doing this probably took a while to get this whole effort done you know through all that change control processes yeah, but the fact that it ended up as like one huge <laughs> dump. Yeah, no, that's that's wild. It's awesome, man. I think that's cool. Maybe Call of Duty needs something like that. I think that I think all that. I mean, that was probably something they wanted to get done for a while, but it's ever more pressure now with the next gen consoles coming out and wanting players to be able to install Fortnite on their PS5 or their limited <laughs> eight hundred six hundred eighty some gigabyte hard drive. You know what I mean? So it's suddenly more. Uh... Right. Higher on the priority list. Absolutely. Uh, I think this story is kind of cool. I've never played a Serious Sam game. It always seemed kind of fun, but uh, Serious Sam developer Crow Team has been acquired by Devolver Digital. I don't really have much to say about that other than I like Devolver, and Serious Sam seems fun. So that seems like a good combination to me. I like that. So what I'm hoping from this combo is... uh, I've only played the first Serious Sam game, but uh, what I've heard is that, that... last one that just came out is sort of like the gameplay is just what you expect from serious sam but the presentation has a lot leaves a lot to be desired um so what i'm hoping is that this uh partnership could uh shore it up a little bit yeah could shore up that end of the serious sam whatever serious sure. sam yeah, thing no, happens cool. next, or whatever they choose cool. to do um could give it a little bit more style you know <laughs> Sure, yeah, I like that. Um, uh, and a special note here, thanks, Devolver Digital, oh, yeah. for giving us legal permission to stream their content. Thank you, Greg, for 
uh, seeking approval on that, but uh, you guys can find the legal documentation in the podcast channel. of legal talks. (laughs) I'm sure. You know, Greg, he didn't want to worry you guys, so... He didn't tell everybody about it, but I, I heard a little bit here I'm and getting there. content prepped for you guys for when the YouTube channel comes back. It's coming. Matt and Greg in a suit. He's doing this podcast in a suit with a stack of papers in front of him. He's just constantly just... I just have all this paperwork. Desk, line them up. Let me, yeah. let me, let me list you guys. I'll, I'll just... I'll limit myself to five. I'll pick five games of this list. I'll just tell you some of the things that we can now stream. Legally, we don't have to worry about it. We can stream Blightbound. Sick. Oh... We can stream Omnibus. Sweet. Nice. That's a, that's a video game. Oh, Vito, you would not like we, Omnibus. We we can stream Reigns, Game of Thrones. Rad. We can stream Hadoful Boyfriend, Holiday Star. Tight. But you know what you could also stream in? It's on my list, actually. What's that, Dis- friend? Disc Room. Oh! A game that was just released from Devolver Digital a few days ago. That that's insane. That just that just came out. Now I do want to know more about this game games. that we could stream is Weedcraft Inc. Hmm. We Weedcraft? I'm more or yeah, less trying to get about. a sponsored that, by Devolver. Is that that drug dealing game? It says it right here. Look Weed. at the list. Right. No, that don't list there. I don't want nothing to do with that. We've been talking about carry on a lot. We can stream carry on. You should carry on. You guys yeah, ever play Broforce? Me and John will do Yeah, dude. Yeah. Broforce is a fucking oh, badass game. Yeah, I like that. Game. Dude, we can stream Broforce. I would love to play Broforce again. This is a good one. I played that whole game through in like a day at Eric's. It was a great day. Alright. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Thanks, as we already... Devolver. Yeah, no, thanks. Thank thanks, you, guys. Devolver. Thanks, Serious Sam, which takes up like a good fifteen percent of that list. <laughs> it looks like enough. Uh, <laughs> um, we had a free Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer update. You guys talked about it earlier. Legends. I just want to highlight that it was released to pretty wide acclaim. I've been seeing a lot of stories about it here and there about how uh, uh, crazy content packed it is and cool it is for how free it is. I mean that's. It's pretty neat. You guys were kind of hitting on that earlier, but it's cool. It's really cool. I love cool. seeing that in games. Even if it's... I don't own a PS4, so I'll never play it, but I, I love seeing that in games. It's not nearly what problem. Else uh, uh, the last story is that... Uh, I guess this comes from Kotaku. The first murder hornet, murder hornet nest found in the U.S. was removed. Oh, thank God. So, uh, scientists have already... Is that any uh, PS4 or what? Yeah, what video game is that from? Something like that. Uh, but yeah, scientists have already was believed to be the first Alright, fine, I added it, okay? The the people gotta know. It's important. No! Would you put your video games down for one second? I am with Vito. I will just equip my flamethrower and destroy it. There, there and solve your fucking problem. No, you don't even need to do that. They're in Washington. The West Coast is going now, to be burned up any day now. People underestimate I will just erect a wall menace. with my pieces. I'll collect enough wood that I can oh, erect a wall around Washington, Washington and let folks. them suffer and die. 
If the bugs rise up, if the bugs wanted to, if they decided, if yeah, they teamed up, a, listen, of, folks, it's a, a panic. If they wanted there. to, yeah, they could kill us, folks. Yep. You gotta believe John, me. Also, why is the murder hornet? Just if you can uh, <laughs> kill thousands of honeybees in a few hours. Thousands. Think how many people it could yeah, kill in a these, day. These are think, some think about it, folks. Pests. Yep. Uh, yeah. If yeah, you guys want to train for when the murder hornets come, the world's largest hornet is not typically aggressive against people or pets. However, not typically. A hornet's victim is not more now. toxic than a bee's. Until it, it ain't. Repeatedly. What happens one day? Wait, wait, wakes you know what it's going to do? It's going to nah. run into the wrong human. Going for it's gonna humans. It's going to get beef. It's going to get a taste of human blood. And that's it. This is going to mutate. Over. It's going to rally the troops. Do you think. Yeah, let me tell Hold on. Quick quick fact. A little, little horror fact here for, for a little outro. All right. Maybe we can make this the last thing. Anybody want to take a quick guess about how many nematodes are on this earth? Uh, like a at least fifty. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's ten back trillion. Up. A ten, nematode ten is the uh, that's like a half frog, right? A nematode? No, they're like yeah, a exactly. like a multicellular organism. They're like a super, super, super tiny worm. I'm gonna, gonna go with ten to hundred trillion. They are, yeah, I was like, they gotta be like trillions of them, dude. <laughs> ten to hundred trillion. Four hundred quintillion. 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 You understand? The nematodes could rise up at any moment. We What's only their elemental live? weakness, though? I gotta know. Uh, Electricity. Anything bigger okay. than uh, needing to look under a microscope. <laughs> I gotta figure that shit out, then. I'm just saying, folks, watch out and be quintillion. alert. That's, that's what they say. I'm saying I had to put that new story in there. I remember I the first was... my first interaction with the nematode. I watched Question. them eat SpongeBob's house, and I was nematode. I was distraught. They are the most. They are the most abundant animal on the planet. You know, I'm gonna go get my car battery right now. I'll be right back. Do you think if they wanted, they could all form up into one large? I like, don't know how big like that a, would even be. Like a, know, yeah, way very small. Are we done? There's Have we gone out? A, a, a nematidal wave, if you will. <laughs> Still in this, dude. Are you, Before, I'm telling are you, man. I, I didn't hear no bell. You re, you realize that a percent of 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 a percent. I could keep going of them if they coordinated. I'm saying they could be form up into we one giant. Those. Giant human thing and then just fucking. They'd be like that episode of uh, Futurama when they when Bender multiplies himself. Yeah, things gross. This Earth was made for them. Apparently, we're just we're just fucking. We're just living here, dude. You try to shoot them and passing by. You know, every bullet would just pass right through. You know, because it's just like a million little nematodes. It wouldn't even. And and in their place, a thousand more nematodes. Thousand or like a billion more. Billion. All right. Everybody, in lieu of doing the normal podcast thing, I'm just going to say email us, brokercarefrygmail.com. Thank you, and good night. Happy Halloween. That's it? Yeah, so they even do like us. Couldn't be scared. What's scarier than the nematodes? You didn't have a... Oh, yeah, that's true.